0: War Podcast Episode 67 Game of the Year Edition Go
1: The Ward Podcast Best Played Games of the Year Inaugural 2016 Alex just picked something off my face It it
0: looked like toothpaste It was going to bother the hell out of me uh, Hi Dan Hi Mason Hi Dylan Hi Mason Hi Alex Hi Mason before we go into it, I just wanted to say, um, 2016 was weird. <laughs> I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. <laughs> 2016 was kind of, um, mm-hmm. it was kind of weird, and I think that it was a weird time for all of us, considering where it was, the majority of our graduate school career took place in 2016. Yes. you think about it. Um, yeah, grad school is crazy for me. And the majority of our podcast that we've done together is place in 2016, and, um... One thing that, you know, going into it today that I think is really important to me personally is that we are promoting really, really good work by really fucking smart people. Yeah. And that's the that's the tone I think that we to yeah. take. Um you know, it's less about uh less about cutting things out and more about propping things up in a way it's super positive and super you know, twenty sixteen, in spite of it being fucking weird was a great get, a great mm-hmm. year for games. Um Yeah. You know, so I just wanted to say that and then Alright, dialon. Do your thing.
1: Alright. Um so first thing I wanna do is I want us to go around and talk about the things that uh we've played since the last recording. Just because I know some of them are indicative of some mm. people's lists. Ooh. So if we just wanna to g- touch on it real quick of what we've been playing, Dan you go first and we'll cool. go we'll go clockwise. Uh oh, and one thing
2: just to piggyback off of Mason's, just a reminder that when we get to the top games of the year it's not necessarily games that were made this year it's games that impacted us that's correct right i was saying if it was a game that
1: we Mm -hmm. played this year that's in any one of those podcast descriptions it's it's up for it's being a (laughs) game that were (laughs) not that were not made this year (laughs) that i
2: played since the last podcast yeah uh i played gone home Uh uh-huh and it was awesome uh i loved it um you know super narrative driven i think a lot of people listening to this have probably played it uh if you haven't go play it i'm Honestly, not going to speak much to it because if you haven't played it, you really sh- it's just a game you have to experience. And it's short. You can do it really fast and it's inexpensive and worth every penny. Alex, go. Go, Alex, uh, go. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, no, I, I didn't like go play Gone no, Home. <laughs> go play Make Gone, Gone home, home right now. No. So, um, cutting no, 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 no. Oh god. Sorry. And uh, so yeah. Um, played that. Loved it. It was
1: great. Uh, what else have I played? I played... Um, I have the list right here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hey. Uh, you played uh Gears 4. He watched you while four. you were playing. Yeah, I just watched Played you. about an hour of Gears 4. You played Crypt of the NecroDancer? I did
2: play Crypt of the NecroDancer. Oops. Um So, okay, so Gears 4, uh if you I've only been I've only played for like 45 minutes or an hour, so I can't speak too much to it, but um it's enjoyable. Uh it looks very pretty. Um and it's good old-fashioned Gears action if you like the Still Gears games. Pop. Yeah. Then then take cover and then, you know, shoot things. We went on
1: down to the old stopping pot and got uh, ourselves a
2: And the Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I really liked it. Um there's a uh there is a game. It didn't make it on my top ten list for for games of the year. Um, but there is a game on my top ten list, which we're gonna get to later uh that is uh, another roguelike. And <laughs> so um I definitely developed an appreciation this year for Roguelikes. Uh and Crypt of the Necrodancer does it in a really innovative way. Um as Mason mentioned a few weeks ago, I think it's really awesome and I I like it a lot. Um and it's just a fun little game and it's easy to pick up and play for 10 minutes and and just do your thing.
0: It's that awesome. Good soundtrack.
2: Yeah. Those mm. little dope beats. Uh I played the first hour, no, first like half hour of Dishonored One because I haven't played that yet. E- uh, again, can't really speak much to it other than other than the first thirty minutes were awesome, and so I'm expecting the rest of it to be really
0: good. That game starts really strong too. It does. It starts really strong. Kind of it pulls
2: you right in. Um, feels really good. It's got really good controls. Uh, I've been enjoying that so far. Um, I yeah. What else? Uh, Trials of Tatooine. Oh yeah, yeah, more VR. Um, so Trials and Tatooine. Uh is an insanely short VR experience for the Vive. Um, essentially, you, you're on Tatooine and then the uh, Millennium Falcon lands and you need to fix it. I'm sorry, the what? The Millennium Falcon Okay. Uh, lands and you need to fix it. And R2-D2 uh, helps you fix it, which is cool. And then you get a lightsaber and you have to do a duel with uh, uh, some stormtroopers and you basically use your lightsaber to reflect blaster blasts. Uh, back to stormtroopers and and then it's done and so there's not much there but it's free and it's fun and it's a cool like hey this is what vr is capable of which is what a lot of stuff was in 2016 um but it's it's one of those things that you know you can look at and say man when a studio develops a full-blown fleshed out experience for vr like this uh it's gonna be some good stuff was it made by ilm uh, i believe it was yeah i think if they have yeah. a, it's one of yeah, their, they've been doing yeah, their some labs stuff. or whatever a little, yeah exactly. um that's cool it is. And I think I think more than anything this was like a proof of concept probably, probably that they're choosing to play. They're put probably in the workflow in our um, system too. Yep, that's Star Wars. Because it's I if if anything, what it felt like is it really felt like a like an intro to an experience that you might find in Disney World. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what they're doing it for. Uh huh. Star and Tours two. So it's that kind of thing where like oh, yeah. you can imagine that um this is the kind of thing. Imagine, and this is this is one of those practical business applications of VR. Imagine waiting on a line, in uh, you know you're waiting on a line in Disney for a ride, and you're instead of wait just waiting there, you're you get wait with a group. You all have these headsets on, and you're doing something while you're waiting for the ride. It's the kind of thing that just Disney does really well, and so it wouldn't surprise me if that's the kind of route they're going.
0: Everyone gets pink eye,
2: and everyone gets pink eye. That's the Disney. It, no, that girl. was actually so the herpes eye herpes thing. Was, uh, was making a joke? No, that oh. was. A, but that was. There was. There was a, there was a whole bunch of articles no. like a month and a half ago that everyone was like, "Oh my god, people are getting eye herpes from using the headset." Are they Italian? And- <laughs> <laughs>
3: what happened there? I
4: got a <laughs> Eye herpes. <laughs> uh, oh but
2: no! Apparently, that was not a thing. Cool. Uh, people were not getting eye herpes. I'm just so if there's one takeaway from this
5: podcast, it's that people are not getting eye herpes from using VR headsets. <laughs> I'm still paranoid. I'm still probably going to wipe <laughs> it down if there's a VR arcade I've anywhere. Got,
2: I've got the little like oh uh, wipes. Thing. Yeah, no, I, wipes. I like one. It's, yeah, it's not wipes. I want to rub uh, my eyes up against. It's like, a, it's like a face mask that yeah. you can wear. He's the only between. one. Yep.
1: Just take some hand sanitizer.
2: Anyway, and put I think it right I think that's eye. everything I've played yeah. new between
0: this last
1: podcast. Jason
0: Um. I don't think I played anything new. I mean, I played I played a little bit of Doom. Inside. Oh yeah, I played. Well, we're gonna talk. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about any of the games. Well, like, I'm
1: just giving a preface so that people know. Like,
0: wait, uh, I didn't know Mason I played, played Inside, Inside, and I beat Inside. Um, and I have thoughts on that. And apparently, you also I played, played a little more Hitman. Okay. Um, Hitman's really good. You finished Titanfall 2, right? Since the last time. Ooh. I finished it before though. Oh, had you? Okay, I wasn't. By the way, I finished Either Titanfall 2's campaign. Titanfall um, and then. <laughs> Pokemon Sun. I've gotten farther in Pokemon Sun. Right, but that's not new. Don't let me leave without your copy of Titanfall.
1: Okay. Thanks, buddy. Apparently, you also play Assassin's Creed for Black Flag. <laughs> I
0: downloaded Black Flag. Hey. Oh, okay. oh, I downloaded Black Flag. God, I love that game. I, but Austin was playing was it this morning.
2: That was the first game that I talked about on the first podcast. That you had me on episode seventeen. It was. Uh, I think it was episode seventeen, and we sat in the in Mason's kitchen. Uh-huh. I don't think Dylan was here. I think he was gone that week and no, i'll never forget uh, it was literally like a year ago today it was like a year ago today and mason was asking me which what game stood out for me from last year uh and and i was like oh i know this game's kind of old but man i really loved it and i was it was assassin's creed 4
5: it's a good, It's yeah. a really good game it's a really good use here of those mechanics here we go yeah weird and the only thing i wish is that it were multiplayer which makes me really really excited for, C of for C of sea of thieves, thieves. Dude, Dude, that game's gonna
0: be um
5: terrible or awesome <laughs> yeah.
0: there's, no, there's not gonna be any in between there's a, a realistic I think as statement as far as like oh well and the cool thing and we won't talk about this much later but pokemon sun does a lot of really that game stays new for longer than any pokemon game where they keep introducing new stuff as you go they change up how you do like it's not like traditionally pokemon's like grid it's like a gym do the gym do the thing do the thing but every challenge is different mm-hmm. like when i had to watch dances it was weird but it's good is it with um, the weird dancing birds, it's funny because I gave Tim Pokemon for Christmas Moon. Um, Christmas Moon, and he hasn't played a Pokemon, he plays them all the time on his phone emulator, but he hasn't played one since they went 3D and like gone. So he's like, Wait a minute, all oh, everything's new. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, It's pretty cool, but yeah, that's this is fucking knockoff Professor Oak. <laughs> he never he never wears a t shirt, Samson Oak. Also, I don't that's spoil it because you guys, it doesn't, it's fucking Pokemon, but. In the game he also is a masked luchador? <laughs> Samson Oka's? No, 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 no. The um the Koki, Kukai, the main professor.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
0: also a masked luchador. Oh. But he also and everyone knows. Hawaiian. It. I don't know. I like luchadores. Hawaiian luchadors? But yeah, that's what I've been playing in the past week.
5: Alex? Uh played two games. Uh, Overland, which is a roguelike survival game with um a very cool not necessarily. Well, kind of low poly, isometric view um, with very, very heavily stylized, like faded and muted tones and art direction. Um, Games with gold this month? No, it, it was, uh, it's on PC. It's only on oh, Hitch. PC, man. Okay, it's, it's on yeah. itch. Um, and in it, you have to group up with other survivors to drive a car across the U.S. While these bug-like creatures are attacking it. In every area you spawn, there's a chance that there will be some number of hazards in the area and just all kinds of things go wrong it's incredibly difficult the other game i've been playing is called astroneer it's a game that just came out in i guess um, pre-alpha mode for xbox and pc and it's kind of for the a good comparison would be a very cartoony stylized no man's sky without the frustration of no man's sky but it's also third person right third person um
0: i think it's all voxel based too what base? voxels isn't it all voxels what are vox- i know nothing about it what are voxels volumetric, volumetric pixels. pixels
5: yes absolutely uh that that i have never heard that term before but it seems like it i mean i, yeah, I know play. the player uh, yeah, it, the like. player
1: player character isn't like blocky like
5: no but doesn't look but the, the rec- uh, there is a kind of a minecraft element of forming the boxy, terrain though. and um elements that grow and expand and shrink based on how you're using them. Uh, the game feels really cool. There's a lot of like, clicking and snapping with otherwise soft objects. Um, the frame rate kind of sucks as like as you do more with the game. Is it
0: bad on Xbox?
5: Yeah, but oh, okay. again, it, it's still pre-alpha mode, so they're kind of like, tell us what's wrong. I'm like, this is what's wrong. Also, something with a big crafting component where they're like generating a huge mm-hmm. world. I can imagine that being a big... Um, yeah. And a weird obstacle so far. I've somehow found tons of like later content without like one necessarily one necessary building block to actually make that content usable. Like I found a ton of advanced elements without like an intermediate element that I need to oh, stuff. What's so, the
0: intermediate element's name?
5: Uh aluminum. Bob.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob Yeah, just go get some foil. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway,
5: yeah, that's what I've been playing.
0: Cool.
1: Uh I've been playing I downloaded Super Mario Run on mm-hmm. my iPhone when that came out uh last Thursday and I played like maybe 10, 20 minutes of that. And I got, I went, I already beat, quote unquote beat. I went through the three demo levels that give you for free. um, And I promptly uninstalled it. But there's actually, from what I've heard, a lot of depth to those first three levels that you can, because there are like special colored coins that you can collect. And like there are black coins that like change the geometry of the level that let you um, traverse like secret uh, exits, things like that. So I think there's, there's more to those first three levels than I uh, I was led to believe when I first started playing it, so I might go back and play it some more. But I'm not in the market for a $10 app right now. Not that that's here nor there. It's just I I, from what I played immediately, I don't. It's just not on my list on of the things to play. For a yeah. Um, I bought a PS4. Um, the 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 continuing saga of me purchasing hardware I probably don't need, but I bought a PS4, the Uncharted 4 bundle.
0: You can so. tell which one of us has a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, this is true. Uh, I ate today, so I've been. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, didn't
1: <laughs> I had my heat turned back on today. <laughs> I got a new cardboard box. I fought off the Repo Man today. I uh, I played like the first with Dylan's PS4. <laughs> seven or seven or eight chapters of Uncharted Four. Oh wow! Whoa. Yeah. So that's like um, how long? How long is a chapter? Chapters like. They're mm, that
0: you can't I think they're different. Some of yeah. them are long, some yeah, so some
1: of them are long, but like on average I think they're between like twenty, thirty minutes. Like it's it's usually like narrative section, big fight section, narrative section. I think I think as they go on, they get much and much longer as the scope of the area mm-hmm. goes out. So if like you're familiar with like that uh that uh art uh auction scene, that's yeah. I think I'm like right past that. So I think that's
0: it. like when they have you met the main villain? Yes. Okay.
1: Well, you meet him very early on because there's a flashback sequence.
0: Right. I don't. I didn't get to the art sequence. I got. I broke out of the I like the school breakout part. When yeah. You're like the very beginning. No, no. When you're in the oh, boarding oh, school the, with your the, brother, the orphanage. Right. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. yeah I thought yeah. that was a cool way of teaching the mechanics. Mm-hmm. It felt true to the, the the story and like also true to the game plan. Yeah.
1: And they wrap back around to that part. I I know from.
0: Is it weird having Troy Baker and Nolan North? Just being like, "Hey, we in our, we're in every video game, and now we're brothers." <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, I think we talked about that like a, a while ago when yeah. the game first came out. I was like, "That's funny," but also, isn't Troy Baker like way younger than mm-hmm.
0: Nolan mm-hmm. North? Yeah, and he's the older brother. He's the Older brother. It's weird. Magic movie, magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and then I also been playing Overwatch finally. Hey, half a year after it uh, came out, and I suck at it because the skill curve has left me behind. So, I'm just getting decimated I, over and over and over again. I'm thinking and over
5: about again. picking up for PS4 because I have a couple of friends who want to play with me on PS4, and I will teach you my pad of wand. you guys we can, get it we for PC, can and
1: we can fucking no. call it a day.
5: No. I got a, a sad Mac. That's so. right. Sad
1: Mac. Sad uh, Mac. From I, Apple. I, like, the whole, like, part of the reason I wanted to buy a PS4 is because I wanted, like, a multiplayer shooter box. So, yeah. it's like, this is my box for Rainbow Six Siege. This is my box for whatever Call of Duty I might want to play or Titanfall. faller
0: um it's probably easier to get to netflix than using your pc like you do now <laughs>
1: but i have a smart tv
0: uh that's right so it's actually really easy to get but to it i forgot
1: mm-hmm. it has uh, a network plug and there's ethernet jack in the back of the tv which i you like didn't that. know before i was like oh man just jack right in You got one too but that's what i've been playing
0: all right let's do it baby
1: all right uh so first things first um take your pants off Got uh, Already somewhere. done <laughs> No Dan you put your pants back on Please for the love of god <laughs> uh, So let's start the by listening,
0: The
2: listeners need to hear me without my pants on Damn it <laughs> They do every week
1: uh, <laughs> So let's start by everyone saying their Top 10 and also the superlatives They want to assign to those Their uh, top 10 So Mason
0: No I have to go last because my superlatives are not properly prepared
5: <laughs> Oh okay. my god all right, All right, Alex. Sure. Um, just pulling on my list now. Okay. So um, these two are are kind of long as far as statements go. Um, so Overwatch, which is quite possibly one of the most incredible examples of a company understanding player behavior and how to engage an audience on an emotional and cognitive level. That's the longest one I'm going to say because it's the most important. Uh, second, Firewatch, um, or how to make someone tear up multiple times with a controller in their hands. Oxenfree, uh, or how to perfectly merge exploration and conversation and take storytelling somewhere as new as the sand and dirt beneath your character's feet. Uh, The Witness, or how to get lost in the prettiest piece of frustration. Uh, Inside, how to provide just enough story for the audience to make it their own. Johann Sebastian Joust, or how to make everyone in a room afraid of physical harm. Gang Beasts, or how to prove that local multiplayer still reigns supreme. Uh, Valve's Lab Longbow, how to convince someone that VR is the real deal journey or when you can't tell if they meant we're going on this together or fuck you, go away and reigns a roguelike reminder that your choices have comically lethal consequences. Um, honorable mention. Uh, I'll get to that when we actually get to that. I haven't yeah. decided yet. Um, so my 10.
1: There are life is strange for best original narrative undertale for most cherishable. Pokemon Go for Best Resurgence of My Childhood, Mafia 3 for Best Period Piece, Firewatch for Best Furthering of the Medium, The Witcher 3 for Grandest Adventure, Stardew Valley for Most Heartwarming, The Wolf Among Us for Best World Building, Tomb of the Mask for Best Bathroom Break Game, and Red Faction Gorilla for Best Kool-Aid Man Simulator. Dan?
2: Uh, let's see, I've got Inside, which I have as the best example of how to do a whole hell of a lot with a whole hell of a little. Um, Firewatch for the most lasting impression. Uh, Oxenfree for the, um, most buttoned up narrative. Undertale for the best new use of an old medium. Uh, Rogue Legacy for the most addicting game for me personally of the year uh gone home for the best game that I should have played by now. Uh Tilt Brush for the best example of how to introduce someone to VR. Pokemon Go for the um best example of how to use gaming to c- bring everyone uh together in the real world. Um Journey for uh the best use of zero narration and still making you feel like there was a narrative. Uh, and then Fallout Four for the most hours that I spent playing a single game this year.
0: I could echo your Fallout Four. Nice. I didn't have it on my list, I was like looking <laughs> at my Steam
2: most played, and it's like Fallout Four. I'm like, oh. The last two for me were. There was debating between a whole lot of games, and did ultimately y'all rank
0: yours by one to ten.
2: No, I just did. Okay, I
0: was just curious. No, um, I was just wondering. All right, Hitman is the funniest game of the year. Very simple nature of if you throw someone a, a fire ring to someone. What? what? Fire extinguisher at someone. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Titanfall Two is bringing back skill-based movement to games. Dishonored Two is the best drawer-opening simulator of 2016. Nice. Um, Stardew Valley is most likely to hit, make me hit rocks. Inside is the 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 most show, not tell award. Super hot is the what is? <laughs> video games can't do this award, and I'll I can explain that later. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky rod zero is is. The most interesting game I've ever played. Ooh, I'm guilty. Oxenfree is the mega dialogue system that Mason likes. Game of the year. The Witcher Three is the uh, it's the really good game of the year. And um, Firewatch is is the game that made me most question my own sanity. Award. Oh, I know. The Witcher Three is is the best multiple stories in one big story game of the year. Uh, And speaking of Witcher, since we
2: ended on that, one thing we should say to those listening is that we're going to talk spoilers on some games today, Mm -hmm. but we're going to give you all heads up um, because there are certain people who are also going to leave the room when we're Mm -hmm. talking spoilers because some of us want to play uh, said games and don't want them spoiled. So uh, we'll give you the heads up when you're listening as well so that you can listen to the podcast and not have things spoiled, but still
1: know what. we'll take a pause if anyone wants to vacate the premises that that, that too. Uh all right. So let's get into the selection process.
0: I'm revving my engine up just, for Just just
1: rev up. The uh so if you guys want to look at that doc that I have, the one that's uh, best games played. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I got it. Um in the tab that says decision making.
5: Um oh, this, is, dun dun this is organized mm. in a way that makes um, even me uncomfortable. Very good. <laughs> so so I've so I have three
1: columns here. Um to keep, undecided and to cut. Uh we have a total of twenty eight games between us, uh, because of the duplicates we have across our lists. Um so what I want to do is to start, I think that would make the process easier if we go around and someone selects, all right, I think this should no longer be on the list. And then if anyone has any sort of um wants to debate that matter, they can. Um I think as a suggestion, I think it would be best to try to avoid choosing something that's on your own list mm-hmm. because I'm sure everyone would be like, Well, I'm comfortable with this.
0: Wait. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I'm for someone being like, I'm comfortable with this not being on there because it was on my own list, so I'll I'll cut my own game. Um I think it'd be more interesting for you to think.
2: And to clarify for everyone listening, what we're attempting to arrive at is a list that kind of summarizes our feeling as the word podcast ten most important games to us as a podcast throughout the year. Yes? Okay. So if we're if we're if we're looking to remove something, it's simply because it may not be the most representative of, of the, group. the group. Of the group. Yes.
0: Well I think also it's it's the And I think it's we are objectively looking at out of the, the games that we've played this year. Yeah. What are the ten best games? Yeah.
2: There are a few, and there are a few games sure. also that I know that are going to be on oh, this yeah, list totally. that I want on this list because of the importance to some of the other people in this group.
0: Totally, Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think oh, that, those, those oh, arguments like, will be
2: salient when they're right. so, the point I'm making is like you know, just every, everyone listening. I want to make sure that they all know how how we're going about this, what we're talking about, why we're
1: going there. So this will be cool. the first step, and then once we've arrived at ten, we will then. Assign a uh, groups of to them. So
0: he wants to cut other games.
1: Can can okay. I can I draw first blood?
0: Uh, yeah,
1: uh, let me go over the list just so everyone uh, knows, since it's only twenty-eight. Dylan loves reading games. In love them. Love them, <laughs> man. Can't get enough of it. Uh, dun, but so the twenty-eight dun, that are up. let me. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm not playing pomp and circumstance over this. <laughs> uh, so the twenty-eight are Overwatch, Firewatch, Oxenfree, The Witness, Inside. So watch. No, watch. I'm just kidding. Sorry. The Watch, Uh, The Witness, Inside, Johann Sebastian Joust, Gang Beast, The Lab Longbow, Journey, Reigns, Life is Strange, Undertale, Pokemon Go, Mafia 3, The Witcher 3, Stardew Valley, The Wolf Among Us, uh, Tomb of the Mask, Red Faction Gorilla, Rogue Legacy, Gone Home, Tilt Brush, Fallout 4, Kentucky Route Zero, Superhot, Dishonored 2, Titanfall 2, Hitman. Oh, let me double check something because I said The Wolf Among Us
5: yeah, when did. I was reading my list, right? It's okay. On there. I completely yeah. blanked out. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually the first one I'm going to bring up. Uh, and I'm sorry because I know you really enjoyed this game. I loved this game, I thought it was fantastic. I've loved the original comics, and I, I genuinely uh, love what Telltale is, is doing with so many of these comic properties. But I think there are a bunch of games on this list that have much stronger stories and do more for. Um, the the genre and the way we um, the way narrative is conveyed through an interactive medium than the wolf among us
1: i could see that i in i i was pretty much kind of sure that that was probably not going to be long for this world but i i thought it was interesting that there is no other telltale game because i know we all yeah. played
5: or i've we we played a bunch it was we games. played a bunch we did yeah, yeah. I, I think i left off tales from the borderlands
2: and batman for that very reason mm mm-hmm. But what's also interesting is how many narrative-based games we have on here. Yes, like I think I think we clearly appreciate narrative, but I think there's something to be said about Telltale, where at the end of the day, I think if anything, this is a testament to how important mechanics are, also mm-hmm. because yeah. all the narrative ones we have on here have more unique mechanics or diff- mm-hmm. at least different. And well, I think it's also interesting
1: because I mean I feel like Telltale constantly gets its due, but still. Yeah, deserves due for being the progenitor yeah, of this kind absolutely. of new strand of narrative-based games, but yeah. yeah, I'm fine with cutting it.
0: All right, dial on.
1: Oh, God, I'm going next. Hold on, let me shift this thing over.
0: Shift that thing over. I'm going to open this in Sheets while you're doing that. All
4: right. I have oh. it open in Facebook. Um,
0: uh, so... While he's thinking, um, I will say that the Wolf Among Us has one of the best intro title sequences I have ever seen. Oh, yep, it's yep, so yep. fucking good! It is stylish. And I really like all the characters in between that game. the
1: mm-hmm. purple and the Floor de Lee and all the noir. I'm a big fan. Settings. One that I'll
2: I'll get around to when I have some free time. I've played um, episode one definitely. I,
1: um,
0: I oh, do no, I played or, more than, I don't remember. I saw the Xbox copy. Um, it's old. That game came out years ago. Yeah,
5: oh. yeah it did. Yeah, yeah. that
1: was the game. That was the second one after the first uh, Walking Dead. Let game. me know when you have one. Yeah. I'm just trying to. Yeah, I know. I'm. 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 I'm yeah. Yeah. Um, I, can, I mean, I think I have a lot of these. I'm. I'm. I want to say the lab because I feel like. I mean.
5: I think yeah. Compared to um. Uh, a tilt brush. Yeah. Is my reason is more personal than objective. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's important to have some sort of VR experience on here, but
5: I was debating between the lab and
2: tilt brush, and ultimately decided on tilt brush, and I can speak to that
1: later. Yeah, when we mm-hmm. get there. yeah. um, very so cool with
2: cutting the yes. lab. Yeah, no yeah. objections here. Yeah, and that, that being and that said, the one the one thing I will say about the lab while while we're uh, pulling it off is, um, for any designers who are listening who are interested in VR, uh, game designers or user interface designers or UX designers, Um, make sure you try the lab because where the lab really excels is there's a lot of really good best practice that's being established in that experience. Um, Not just just the longbow that Alex mentioned, but the entirety of it Um, because it's valve and valve is heavily invested in VR. Uh, And so for them, it's a way to demonstrate some of their uh, it's, it's a way for you as a designer to see what valve, which has over a hundred people dedicated to VR let them make the mistakes on their dollar, and you can see what they figured out are some of the best practices. And the lab is really good for that. Um, I agree that we should be taking it off this list for the, for the reasons we talked about. But anyone listening, definitely check it out. All right, Dan. Okay. Um, for me, uh, as much as I enjoyed playing this with all of you um, in person... I think there's a lot less staying value to it. And I think that there, and and I was, I'm hesitant to take a game off that I was dominant in but let's oh be honest god. I was done get lost <laughs> by sheer Jesus virtue Christ. of my genetics uh, uh, I am <laughs> taking off Johan <Yo>, yeah. <laughs> Johan Sebastian Joust
1: I was like Dan how does your genetics play in the gang beast I'm so
2: confused <laughs> no
5: oh that's funny no no. Johan Sebastian Joust I love
0: well, Dan's like so insides out so, cause so I'm too fucking out. smart <laughs> oh god no <laughs> you arrogant motherfucker no, I for everyone
2: for everyone listening Johan Sebastian Joust I think we talked about this it's a game where you have to push your friends and make them move and We're i'm throw a chair i him. am just a a tower of a man and it's it's just hard to move you're me so that's that what I <laughs> sa-
0: you're only like six fucking 11 teen and <laughs> whatever like, whatever <laughs> so that's what that's why i said what i said i think it was a lot of fun
2: um that's why i'm voting to remove that but have your have your peace gentlemen um, have your speaking your
5: peace i'll agree with you but i will make the counter argument that i it was the only and even the wii u doesn't really do this anymore it was the only game that had us getting up off the couch and doing something uh irregular with a controller
2: getting out and playing and
5: and i
2: and i i hear you on that i will argue that pokemon go is a better example Ooh, of how to get it, yeah how to get groups of people up off the couch because i have stories that that i can get to when we talk about that's that. noticeably
5: absent from our list
2: pokemon go It's yeah. on yeah. there. no it's on there, oh, two, of us, there? Two, oh, yeah. sorry, two of yeah. us had it on our top
5: 10 brain um my bad
2: so but that's that's one of the reasons i agree with you on that one alex yeah. but i think uh pokemon go has is a better yes
5: example. i would agree with that too yep
2: Gong. later Maison.
0: um i think in this situation um i want to cut i guess tomb of the mask just because i have no context of it mm-hmm. and that's it's gotta be yeah that's, that's fine yeah. i sorry <laughs> I, 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 I really i keep meaning to like go through and like either play it or look at it's it it's a lot like, of fun i, I, I played have it. no idea what it is um, i
2: think we all I, have a few personal things on here too yeah. that are more personal to us. Sure, like, I say I just,
5: Team of the Mask is, is fun, but it's it's no more different I I, than any it, other li- iOS game. Like Your Bass and Jazz,
0: way. it came up a few times, but I don't... There are games on this list that we just kept harkening back on.
1: I think for me, it's like one of the few phone games where I will actively go back and play it. That's like awesome. so many other phone That's games cool. I'm like, alright, after three weeks I'm done with this game. But this one... And they just put out a huge update to it. But now they have two modes, like the original classic mode is now arcade mode, where it's just infinite kind of uh, puzzle maze runner. And then they have like a have like a world based map mode where it's like, okay, you have to do these challenges in each of these smaller maps.
5: So but yeah, I'm fine with cutting it. So um, I'm going to go for the jugular on this one. I'm going to downvote Undertale. I knew that was coming. Uh, yeah. I was waiting for and that. It, I was waiting for the first argument he, he, to I'm gonna, So here's what I'm going to say about Undertale. It, it has a lot of style. It, it is incredibly interesting. And it's doing something... It's, it does a lot of things that are atypical of game convention. But it just didn't... I don't know. Like I mean, you guys know I, did, I don't like the game. But, <laughs> no, it's but, I, but, but objectively... What? Uh, I, I actually can't applaud it objectively. There's something about it that... I, I just doesn't. Maybe, that's a subjective assessment. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I, I maybe, maybe, maybe it is impossible for me to step out of it. Yeah, out of my own subjective assessment But I just, I didn't find it uh, engaging.
1: I, I can't not not.
2: So now. I was gonna say, what do we? Should we,
5: should we leave it on the list for well, now?
1: I say, if 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 we like say no, you can't cut that now. Alex gets to pick another one. Uh, that's okay, fine. that's yeah, fine. That's fine. Because yeah. the only
2: reason, the the only reason I say I just want all that's worth a longer discussion. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it it's worth there, a yeah.
1: longer discussion. Maybe
5: maybe we come back to it. Yeah, totally. Um. Let's see. Da, 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 da. We got Return of of the mask. Um there are a lot of really good games. <laughs> that I love. Got that shit yeah, out of here. <laughs> Get lost. Um I
0: think there's I cases I, on both Okay. Sides of I,
5: I hate to do this because I'm fucking loving this game. Dishonored two. Um it is it is essentially Dishonored One, which there's nothing wrong with that. I love Dishonored One and Dishonored Two so far, but nothing really all that special about it it's, yeah, just, it's think, just a solid it's, it's a, one of the reasons like a+ gears, a+ gears, 4,
2: gears 4 is a great game everyone should go out and play it and i consider whether it should be on my list or not i haven't played it enough to really decide but i it was one of those things just in the first hour where i'm like you've played this game
0: right but i well mm-hmm. i have no problem cutting out dishonor 2a because i've also played it less than you so it's, it's hard for me to argue on that behalf but i will say that I don't think there's a single game with better level design this year. Mm, and I do yeah. not think it's the case of it is doing the same thing, but differently. I think it is, this is a... Arcane has raised the bar, the bar for what a level design... And that's cool. Storytelling through a level. I can't get past the first level because I'm now following the stupid plot of this bug guy that's been breeding bugs in his apartment for like <laughs> a decade.
5: Dude, that that area is so cool.
0: And it was... And, but it's it, it really felt like I was learning on my terms and I was... Yeah, it's something, you know, um, There, there is
5: no other game series that does world building and lore as I efficiently think, and completely as the desire. And I
0: would fall like I don't think the story's is as interesting, uh, even out of the gate. But I think right. that the world building is actually better and more natural to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and,
5: Dishonored
1: as a franchise has always been stronger in that sure, aspect. Sure. And it's world building than it's straight um,
0: narrative. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's not. Also, the thing is that you and I are ones played it, so I don't think it's representative of the award. That was my. That was going to be don't my like, only argument. No, that's not, fine.
2: I think. I think if we were doing a best games made in 2016, it would have to be in the conversation. No, no, more. no, no. I get my bigger um, point is
0: I just wanted to make sure that we did not understand. Like the level design in this game yeah. is like fucking. Well, that's and I yeah. was even yeah. going to say really this with people. like Tomb mm-hmm. of the
2: Mask. These, I, don't, I think anyone listening, these yeah. games on here, they're on here for a reason. In fact, there were games that we all even weren't able to get on our list so that you know there were a lot of great games that we played that you listened to on the podcast this year tricky towers um (laughs) (laughs) that i would recommend (laughs) you know like i don't think this is a knock on dishonor to at all no 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 no, no. i I want i I want
0: to make sure before it got taken off i gave it yeah i think that i think as an exercise in design like it is yeah
1: i think a lot of games that are released in the fourth quarter of the year are always, it's always difficult to talk mm-hmm. about those because you just have such a short time to talk about that. Yeah.
0: And Dishonored 2 is actually, I mean, we're going to cover this point later about, because I know that story is going to be a big pushing point for us today. Um, Dishonored 2 is one of those cases where it is a very, very strong game with a, a weaker thread through it, I would argue. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that, I that might sell more on different crowds, but I think the narrative is so important to everyone in this room, so...
2: I have no horse in this race, um, simply because I haven't played it, and I and I have only played thirty minutes of Dishonored yeah. One. No um, so,
0: Pick it out.
1: I don't have. On. Let's go. Um, I will say about Dishonored Two, just uh, if you like the level design, in that I would I would ask you to give a second look at Mafia Three. It has I would love to play. they very, very strong level design. Oh, I like Mafia
5: Three. No, I know. But I, like, the,
0: my problem with Mafia Three was the the loop of doing the side activities to get to the good stuff. Because I just I don't have enough time to play games. That was.
1: My turn. Mm-hmm. Wait, how? Wait, no, because we're Alex going. Is- Alex, Alex just went. Yeah, dishonor too. Alex 2. pulled out dishonor.
2: 2.
0: Oh, I thought I pulled out dishonor too. Because I was no. gonna pull out dishonor too. Uh,
4: <laughs> oh. Um, I'm gonna say
1: Titanfall. Two. It's fine. Okay.
0: Um, again, that's it. all right, go on. Then. Again, that game. Everyone should play. The campaign is only five hours long, but it is it is innovating the first person shooter, uh, campaign. Uh again with just super fun. Like Titanfall 2 is 100% fun. Like it is, it is what it is. And I argue the same thing for Doom. Um I didn't put it on the list, but I've been playing a lot of Doom lately. And I will
1: say just because something has been moved to a category does not mean it's locked in there.
0: No, no, no. So, I think yeah. I think I think I'm only playing Titanfall 2 so.
1: Daniel. Uh Daniel the
0: man. I'm going to pull
2: out Reigns. Um if for no other reason than I just I I think that it's 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 tough for us to keep any game that only one person has played on this list. Right. And I'm pretty sure that, Alex, you were the only person who played this. Mm-hmm. I watched um, Alex play it. Okay, so you watched Alex play it. It sounds like a really cool I game. I wanted to play it. Is that um, it? Yeah. yeah, right. Say, that's how I feel about it. I'm like, man, I wanted I to play that. You but, you? Pull it um, out. Yeah, so that's
5: that's my vote. Yep. I, I can make two points about this game. It's neat. And oh. it... Right. <laughs> and it, 10 out of 10. It tells a entire story through a, um almost binary... Conversational interface. And
0: yeah. It has a card-based layout, so you know we're all fucking oh. just <laughs> Ooh, card uh, cards. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, cards cards Low poly the illustrations. Line. Oh,
5: oh. oh, oh. Bright colors. By low hands. polys. By By hands. Hands. gone. Uh, model space
0: font too. Mm. That's true. All right, Mason Brown. Um, Brune. the third. Uh, I think I think Red Faction: Guerrilla is a fantastic game. I, I forgot I r- that was really on. Really love that game, but I, I don't see anyone making a. Oh okay so uh, <laughs> moving that was on fine. yeah no guys red faction gorilla it's fantastic it, it had its due like 10 fucking yeah. years ago though yeah. but man rarely have i ever gone back to a game and been like and s- still want to play this game the animation on that hammer swing that should have been this superlative is the fucking the best animation for one action because you see it so many times and it's so satisfying every time really good Word, now, inside six. does a lot of that too where just there's so many animations in inside you're just like Works sixty percent of the time, all the time. Wow! Alright, unless you have anything else you want to say about. No, I'm just okay. saying
1: that like it's it's crazy how well that game holds up, and that's half the cool. reason why I put it on on the list. It's good to know, Alexander.
5: Uh, stop texting your side, honey. <laughs> uh, my side, honey, is a uh, sexy gremlin of a man named Greg. Uh, hi, Greg. He listens to this podcast on a regular basis.
1: Hi, side, honey.
5: Um, let's see, <laughs> Greg. Um. I'm having trouble refreshing. It, it's not updating pro- properly. to look at mine. Just
0: pick a name from the fucking just pick Pokemon Go. Just do it. No. no.
5: <laughs> I can't. We're now at the point where this list is getting hard. Um there's some, I'm gonna pick Stardew Valley just actually, wait, no, sorry. I'm not wait, 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 wait. No, sir. Pretend I didn't speak, but I, you're If you're it, fucking mouth I could still cut it later. <laughs> I'll cut you. Uh, I'm gonna get rid of Gang Beasts on just by sheer nature of having more important things to talk about. Um it's proof that like for me at least. Couch co-op is still my favorite thing, if, as far as games are concerned, and
0: it's also one of the hardest I've left.
5: that is besides man by myself um, if they, for, for those who did not listen to our episode on Gang Beasts, you're a little claymation dude. One button controls your left arm, one button controls the other arm, and your goal is to slap the other little claymation dudes, pick them up and throw them over your head out of the ring. You move very slowly, but still feels good, and it's hilarious. You're like violent Baymax exactly.
0: I think um what Gang Beast did really well too is that there's a lot of people in the room when we were playing that don't play a lot of games and don't care too much for games. And I think that it pulled the whole room in in a way that games sometimes don't. Like if we were all when we were all playing Helldivers, you know, it's a video game. It's a video game as a video game, but Gang Beast pulls a crowd. I it, think Gang Beast is just okay. Sure. It's not I think as a game it's fine. You have insulted the things I hold most Madden But you also world. don't like tricky towers like I think that like there's a <laughs> you fuck <laughs> no 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 no, I think that there's a there's a there's a mechanical side of uncertainty and kind of sloppy mechanics that make multiplayer more exciting because it is more unpredictable which is why yeah. I think sports are more fun in real life than simulation games Madden to me is never as fun as playing like or playing feet FIFA. like FIFA is a great game but like you can't simulate that uncertainty and if, that creates unless, chaos.
2: unless, and here's a game. Rocket League, Rocket League does you go. It, yes. And I was like, a game I was shocked wasn't on any of our lists. But well,
1: that was 2015.
2: That was for, the, all done. I talked
0: about for the first 15 yeah. episodes of this okay. podcast. There you yeah, go. So, and we. we I still good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rocket League is still crack. Okay, I feel yeah. like Rocket League is still amazing. I feel yeah. like
1: Overwatch is this year's Rocket League.
0: Over, and I think Overwatch yeah. does uncertainty with dialed in mechanics as with Rocket League. But Rocket League has a third variable with a ball. Overwatch has the third variable with the team dynamic mm. um whereas gang beast only has levels.
1: Yeah. And, and it's like in gang beast like you can't go away by yourself like you can in halo and just get really really good at halo and then it's no longer fun when your friends come over with gang yeah. beast doesn't matter how much you can play gang beast it's still going to be super difficult and there's still going to be the stamina meter that they don't surface and some dice rolls that you're just not going to account for and things like that
0: yeah I think it, gang beast is fun the way that Yahtzee is fun it is fun to just dick around with yeah that's a shit. yeah
1: that's 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 fair but if it were to be on the top ten, the superlative it would win would be best game Sarah played this year.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, that she
0: would be Firewatch. Well, oh, that didn't she play and, Firewatch? And that, but also, uh, no, she, she watched. She played with me. Uh, she finished Captain Toad. That's
1: true. Oh,
2: yeah. week,
0: and that's probably her favorite game. Or two dots.
1: Um,
2: two dots. <laughs> two dots. Did you?
0: who you got, did Alex got, Alex did Dylan? Dylan?
1: Is it me? Is yeah, buddy. Oh. Uh oh, God, getting getting tight wow. now.
0: I'm saying you just cut Pokemon Go. It's not even. Like yeah, but I'm
1: not going to do that. I'm actually uh, I'm going to cut Journey, simply for the fact that I think Journey. I think it's it's had a second a second life on PlayStation Four. Oh, yeah. But I think Journey has. I think Journey's gonna, always going to be there. Sure. And I hope it is, <laughs> because i uh-huh. no, Well, let me I'm listening, my I'm listening. So because if if Journey if people stop playing Journey, then Journey gets way less interesting. Because then you get match made with no one. I would disagree with so that. So here's the the
2: counter to why I said I think that when we were talking about taking Dishonored 2 off the list, and I said to Mason, if we were simply talking about the best games made in 2016, I think we'd have to keep that in the conversation. Um, but se- for that same reason, since I think we're talking about most impactful games, and it was on two of our lists, um, I know for me personally, I think that <laughs> to pull it from the list right now, uh, dis- does a disservice to how impactful it was, to at least two of us.
1: Let's
0: right. let's see right. journey. Let's, out. I would well, say okay. let's
1: see journey All out. right. All right, all right. Uh, then Kentucky Route Zero.
0: Just because um, I have, I think Kentucky Route Zero does stuff. Narratively, wow, it's hard. I can't. There's no way to make the argument for Kentucky Route Zero. Just cause, yeah, yeah a lot, I, a lot I, of I can't help because I I didn't get uh, past the
5: like the second or. But third I will area. say that I
0: think that they're we're gonna talk about games that have ghost stories. Today we're gonna to talk about games with time mechanics, and I think that Kentucky Route Zero not only tells uh, at least a comparable story, I think that Kentucky Route Zero does more innovative things than any of those narrative games, and and I and I loved I loved Oxen Um but I high I think Kentucky Route Zero should be our next game that we all play because it is fucking cool, man. Alright with that. I'm down for that. It is Same. It, it is some weird That game and Super Hot both this year had me saying video games can't do that. So I thought that was fucking sweet I like the horsehead
1: mm. gas station it's awesome. I
0: love when you go underground there's just people playing D&D And then they're gone like, It's you, you so weird die. It's oh, so man. weird Sounds like a game I want to play And, and, and uh, when I was playing I, I, I know you've been been free, it. It's like yeah. And at one point the, game, the gamer zooms out And there's a bluegrass band playing It's so weird And it's so good I've heard it's fantastic Is this like the
5: Coen Brothers video game? <laughs> Honestly, what little I played of it definitely feels like that.
0: I've, I've, I also think that uh, Kentucky Route Zero does subtlety in a way that games rarely do. And I think it does subtlety better than any game on this list, um, except for maybe Oxenfree. Um, cause I think that I think that I love Firewatch is probably my favorite game I played this year. But I think Firewatch a lot of times hits you over the head with what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. I sometimes it. it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But Kentucky Route Zero, there are things that like... There's a lot of subtext to Kentucky Route Zero that I really, really, really appreciate. So you're saying you don't want it? You can put... No, no, if no, you no, want no, to keep, no, 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 I we think can, we take it off. I, I don't think... I. If it comes down to Kentucky Route Zero's story versus an uh, ox, like, I, we can't... It's not true to the podcast, but also it's not... I just want... I just... So... The only thing I want to, before we take it off is that you guys have to play it. Like, it is... Mm. It is weird. It's definitely on my list now. I mean, it's been it's on my list, my but... 10, item long list mm-hmm. in the new episodes have yep. come out and i haven't finished the fourth one but the new ones are better than the first one and the second, one. the second one's a little the second one's so weird oh i actually oh, it I, did, I didn't
5: even realize it was episode
0: it's four it's yeah. acts. Ah, i
1: didn't realize it's episodic acts. and like and the episodes take a year <laughs> <laughs> to yeah make.
0: it's been really slow going but if we were to play now uh, i think there's one more act coming out or is it done i have no idea i think act four is the last act either way everyone play it it's amazing daniel okay um
2: I know you said specifically not to pull one off of our own list. I mean we're getting down to the wire, We're getting so. pretty close, so I'm I, I gotta pull Man. There there are three that I'm debating pulling. Um I put so many hours into it and it's a great game and we talked about it a lot, but at the end of the day, it still feels pretty iterative huh? for what it is. So Buy oxen free. No, Get out of here. no. Just kidding. Uh, gonna pull. Gonna say Fallout Four.
5: Really? Mm, I'm. I'm glad Dan. What did you guys the, think he was gonna say? I thought, saying, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Rogue Legacy. That's why I thought you were gonna no. say. What? I, oh. <laughs> I mean, Rogue Legacy
2: is literally iterative, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I when I say uh, that about Fallout Four, it's kind of that it, same. I don't know. I I for me a sequel game and it's interesting cuz I I you know like Witcher 3 is still on this list and probably going to end up on this final but I have a hard time with certain <laughs> sequ- like it has to do like what for me and I know I know this is a contrary opinion to the room but BioShock Infinite for example is an example of how a sequel can really go above and beyond and stand on its own. I think that Fallout 4 did amazing things. I love that game. Obviously, it's on my list because I put a ton of hours into it. But just thinking about where it fits on this podcast,
1: I don't know. <sighs> I, that's that's my vote. I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with
0: yeah, that. Yeah, I think I'd go to bet for Fallout 4 or even coming around. Which inside. is interesting I'm, on I'm the on this. I'm the only even. person who put it on my list. Right. Because well, yeah. like, we hey, a lot of it. In 2020. 2020. I I, yeah, I, I gave see, it my due in 2015.
2: Well, see, and that's right. You gave it your due in 2015. I came back to out, it. I came back to it. It came out yeah. in November last year. For me, I played the entirety of it in 2016, which is why I put it on my list. Because that was like I put like 80 hours into it in January, um and I felt like I would be doing a disservice to myself if I didn't say that it was one of the most important games for me of the year. um But that being said, it's also been a long time, and some of these other games I've played more recently. So maybe that's why i feel less yeah uh, to, I will be actually, careful about
1: recency bias right, right right
5: I will say so i sunk a quarter of that time into it a little over 20 hours and i think part of what didn't have me coming back to it was because of how iterative it felt i felt like i had played it you know a dozen fold in new vegas and skyrim um
0: you feel like it was a Bethesda game i
5: felt like it was a Bethesda game and that's not to knock the story because the story i think stands separate from the mechanics in the world but it, it felt like more of the same in a year that I craved more. I'm sorry, in a year that I craved something new.
1: I feel like I've been shitting on Fallout 4 a lot in the past couple months, but I still really enjoy and appreciate Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. And we
0: have talked about it. And a to Dylan's lot point, I think podcast. that Dylan and I both came back to Fallout 4 after investing a ton of time into it. And Bethesda does that with their games. All right,
2: how about we leave it on the list for now? And we sounds, come back yeah, to it. Sounds good. Um, and here I'm going to do. Man, the only reason I'm pulling this one is because one. we have literally talked about it for like two minutes today for the first time. And I know it has a lot of importance in the past, but I don't think for twenty sixteen, if we're talking about how important it was to the Word podcast, I think I have to pull Gone Home.
0: Mm. I was gonna I was gonna cut Gone Home too. I also think that they're oh go ahead and Dylan
5: looks like he's about
0: to explode mm-hmm. you put it on your
2: list but but
5: but Man, I didn't play it this year, year. Didn't
2: play it this year and we didn't talk about it this year if we had had like long conversations about how it related to certain things and all that I I feel like well if
1: you're around next week Dan we'll have a really
2: long conversation and I'm and I'm down for that um <laughs> I just think I think when that when I'm looking at this list I think that it was an amazing game that I'm glad I played it will be a very memorable game for me going forward but there are at least 10 other games on this list that I think deserve to be on there. And therefore, I have to say that. I have a.
0: Oh, go ahead. What are you going to do? Dylan? You
1: well, I was just going to say that, you know, Gone Home is probably one of the best games I've ever played. And it informs so much about my thinking of how modern gameplay writing is done. And I feel like that. And I feel like that and Firewatch kind of come from a very similar place. Oh, for sure. Well, that's um, the point
0: I was going to bring up is that, I, to me, personally, well, Dylan, are you dumbing your point? Or? Well,
1: just that, like, you, so much of Fulbright as well as um, Campo, Campo Santo, Santo, you can watch together and see, like, okay, these are guys that are in the industry, they made their indie studios, they made this very first-person narrative-driven game, and now they're going to make something way bigger where it's Campo Santo's, like, film initiative. I think
0: everyone's gone to the Raptors and another- Oh, of those, oh, yeah, types. like yeah.
1: Chinese Room. Um, yeah. and Dear Esther is also one of my favorite yep. games. Uh, and I wish I bought a PlayStation 4 earlier because everyone's gone to Rapture it was on PlayStation Plus last month. Uh, it goes on sale all the time, though. Yeah, You'll get it first. but um, I don't know, I think I, that game is very important to me and it shapes a lot. But I also played that in like 2014, 2013. And so- that's, and that's, I think,
2: this is where when when you wanted the next journey. I think that we talked more about it on the podcast and
1: two of us had that experience this year. But think if we had, what if we put the podcast um, in another week? Yeah. I, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on gone home. Sure. Um, so, so, Hey, and, and, and so that's my argument. I think yeah, like the yeah, only yeah. reason journeys on this list is because you played journey. What if it was reversed? What if you played gone home first and then you played journey?
0: Can I, can I raise a question? Um, two things gone home and firewatch, I think are cut from a very similar cloth for sure. Um, and I have my opinions on that, but also I think that Gone Home does a better job at hitting a vibe and a tone relating to teenagers. Um, not teenagers per se. I mean, what, she's 18 in it. She's 18. Yeah. The writing is the fantastic. The writing is fantastic and if there was any one game that I was going to put toe-to-toe with Gone Home, I'd put Life is Strange. And I think Gone Home handles it. Oh, way better Oh, if writing. the choice
1: was Gone Home or Life is Strange, the choice is Gone Home.
0: No, no, no. I'm and not. that was a choice for that's, me when I was I'm making saying. my top I'm, ten list. I'm rest. thinking like if if we keep it on, that's the only comparison that I would slam it against, I think. Yeah. Or I Firewatch. I think it's Firewatch. But I think it's they live some in weird amalgamation but, but, of
2: Firewatch, Life is Strange and Oxenfree. But for very yeah. different
0: reasons. But gone Home different different and Firewatch. Firewatch feels like an evolution of the Gone Home.
2: Like There's no Firewatch oh, without Gone Home. I, absolutely. And I was like, playing 102%. Gone Home and I said, man, this feels like Firewatch. And if I had played Gone... Ga- really, in reality, it's when anyone who played Firewatch
0: goes, man, this feels like Gone Home. Um... Because but Gone Home came out, first. I think from a game design standpoint, Gone Home does really interesting things where it plays on horror tropes yes. that I really, yes. really appreciated. Yes, yes. Um, I think the story, and I think I think the story's it's it's very cool. The tone is so well done. Yes, like it just knows what it is. Yes,
1: Did you do the thing where you picked up the the crucifix in the in the little uh, like behind the wall. There's like a little alleyway you could go into a crawl space behind the wall, and there's a single light. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that? Mm-mm. And and gone home. If you pick up the there's like a crucifix or some sort of like idol like perched on on the drywall. If you pick it up, the light goes out, ah. and I freaked the fuck out and just like ran out of the out of the. because so, I was waiting for
2: that because you early very early in the game you get that note about the lights. You it's yeah, like a it's like a lights. faulty lighting and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. And you're like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen at some important part. And
0: then it didn't. Um, but anyway. But I love I, that about I, that's the one thing the game does where it is constantly okay. making you think. It's going to do a thing and then it doesn't.
1: I
2: gone home was one of my ten favorite games this year. I'm happy to keep it on the list and we can come back to it. i can I can go for take number three um it's well, up, it's I, up to you guys. I would prefer to keep it on the list,
5: but i mean if i'm if you I'm you out could, voting. yeah I,
0: I'm down to keep it on I, th- I think there are other games that I think that there's more better discussion around that game. Than, I think we yeah.
5: i think for argument's sake, what do you need to make the distinction between because uh, Dylan to your argument about journey and timing? This is a subjective list, not an objective one. No, I know. And, but and, I'm and the subjective nature well, of this is that we, I I, these are games that we have played and discussed. And Dan's argument that we have literally talked about Gone Home for two minutes does hold still, Dylan despite I, how important I Gone Home is. I actually
2: game. enjoyed Gone Home more than Journey. Yet I think that Journey should be on the list.
0: I still I think to Dylan, I think Dylan's most important point that he made is that if we had another week. I think that we I, I would have gone yeah, like, way I think that's absolutely. of gone and, and we could make that in that, that well, argument an infinite Because it. Sure, it could be sure, like, sure, okay. Sure. No, 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 I know. But I think that Dylan and I have had discussions on Gone Home in the past that we haven't all four have had. Um, and I do, I think that I like the idea of the discussion that comes out around Gone Home versus, not versus, not head to head, but the things that Gone Home does. Um, Let's keep and it And I think, if that's the case, I think we should cut Journey.
5: <laughs> uh, okay, a career in politics is in your future, Mister Spin. Um, Kellyanne Conway. Uh, every everything I know about Don't oh, that, that's man. harsh. Everything I know about Gone Home. Uh, I know that once I play it, I will beat my chest over how good it is and and how lose your shit about. It. I will probably lose my shit, but I think forge <laughs> brows. I, I,
0: I think we, we had all right. Yeah, Cut, I'm gonna
2: take Hitman off. Okay. Okay. Oh.
0: Everyone should play Hitman. Okay. I, you guys won't play Hitman. I don't cool. know. I'll play will. Hitman. I've always wanted. Like, I've always wanted to play Hitman. Seems dope. I'll play Hit- it, Hitman. Seems dope. I like to again, is another the game that I only I played, and I didn't do a lot. I I play a lot of games that I don't end up talking too much about, but um, Hitman, to me, there are games where I play. Titanfall two does this too, where I think the designers had a lot of fun making these spaces that they let you. They let you engage with and i think that that's really powerful and i think that there's parts of that also in firewatch and gone home firewatch is a little more linear i thought gone home was a little more open um but i think that that's where that there's as those things start moving forward i think you're gonna see in whatever ken levine is doing with his narrative lego you're gonna see those two play very nicely together um but, like, the Hitman contract for this week is you kill the guys from... Um, Home Alone. Home Alone. That's awesome. Wet That's Bessie. amazing. Like, That's and amazing. they redecorated the mansion to look like this. Like they really put a like bunch of assets House. in. I've heard amazing things about At Hitman. At one point, you can Carol Gary Busey. Busey? Busey? Gary Busey.
1: Busey? I mean... Gary Buscemi. No, that
2: would
0: that would be <laughs> the most terrifying actor <laughs> in would. But the other thing is that, like, Hitman mechanically is like it, it's still kind of awkward. It's still kind of <laughs> <laughs> <fumbling>. fellow teenagers. <laughs> but man, it Sorry. is. Um, there's just these dollhouses. It's the most. It's the closest to ever playing in like a dollhouse or yeah. a mechanic. Like it's it knows exactly what it is and it does it so well. Nice. Um, and it lets you. Learn on your own terms. And I fucking I love it. It's so good. I, I want to play it. Everyone Rele- should play it. Relevant to
1: nothing. I didn't know Let It Die was PS4 exclusive. Mm. Replay. So.
0: You should play the intro. Like, you're probably going
1: to gonna be like, Relevant I don't like this. But <laughs> Who's this fucker on this skateboard? I like Uncle Death. I look, I look
2: forward to the recap episode in mid to late January we're going to have when we've all played the games that we kicked off and we were like, man, we never should have gotten rid of Hitman <laughs> or It's gone, it's gone forever. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> But uh, it's going to happen. We're going to have to have that. I think a lot of you guys... Three also, weeks later episode. I think Alex would like Hitman, given he likes Dishonored. I'm, I'm so stoked that But there that is game. a lot of learning by failure in Hitman and being okay with that. Hey, you, you like hey, stealth I, games I did, a lot more I don't than know. I do. I've, I've done three, right. three semesters at the
5: Brain Center and played a lot of stealth games. I think I'm, I'm good to learn <laughs> I'm by a, failure.
2: Well, I'm the guy who plays Dishonored
1: by slashing people. So um, I think what Hitman has
2: Man, going the, for... The, is, the
5: later parts of the game are going to suck for you.
1: I know. I think what Hitman has going for it in terms of trial by error is the fact that it's not narratively focused, unlike Dishonored, because when I played Dishonored 1, I was very I much like, like gotta go, gotta, gotta go. Um, but because there's not, there's an objective, and that's basically it. They just hand you the keys to the kingdom. I think it's much easier to replay.
0: And I think that what's also cool is that there are games that I really enjoy too, where the what I do creates this narrative. Um, and I think that is very intentional on their part. They give you the key, they give you the tools to, you know, you drop a toilet on a guy's head to kill him like there's the story then becomes how we both oh we all tackled a mission and Hitman would be a fun game just to talk about in the podcast because there's so many angles on it um very I, I can only and the first episode is like 10 bucks you can download that too and just give it nice. a try also it does software as a service in a way that games has never done in a really incredible way and I think that like they've won a lot of hearts and minds with that game
2: nice um Mason, Mason cut again game. We're getting close, guys. We're one away from getting down to the final 15.
5: I'm uh, going to cut. Yes. Two mm. away from getting down to the final 15. <laughs>
0: no. So, yes. wait. Okay. No, we have six. I really yes. like this game. Nope. I really, really enjoy this game. Um, And I really love the characterizations of it. But I think it's a testament to also the flaws of the game that none of us finished it. Unless you did. Uh, I think Mafia 3 can go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that that game has a really fucking cool story to tell and it gets in its own way while it's doing it and I just wish it would. I want to play the Mafia 3 where I can just play the main missions.
1: I don't know if I agree with that assessment but I think Mafia 3 um one I like open world crime games Two, I think it's doing a setting and a character that's. And tone. Rarely done in games if done at all uh and yeah I think people should play it but
2: uh, it's definitely on my list of to play it's um, I really
0: want to play it but just to play it for the, the opening is so fucking awesome like I think that game you well know. also I
2: think that that you know like there was that article you sent us still in that and, and we talked about it on the podcast just the role that race plays in the game and how <laughs> that's a really important thing that I think I think when games are at their best they are extending concepts beyond the pure presentation Um, and and it's you know one of the reasons that i think or the, the reasons that i think a lot of these games are on here for us is that they resonated on a second level or a third level because of some kind of underlying um issues that they tackled so in the case of like undertale maybe it's just the the meta critique of gaming and games themselves whereas in this case it's it's issue of race relations in the united states and i think that's a really salient important thing um whether we keep it on the list or not which i think uh I can see why we're pulling it, but I think that we should at least give service when we're talking now about pulling it to, yeah. that, to that issue. Because I think that was a really important thing that you brought up when mm-hmm. you were playing it, why mm-hmm. it was important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that deserves recognition, having not played the game, um, having only read about it and talked to you. Well, and no, and
0: I think that, I agree with that 110%. I think yeah. that the issues with Mafia 3 come down to I think that they, they nailed the landing. They told the period piece story, they did it through this documentary style, like very cool, very innovative stuff my issues have already been raised. I think that there's, you know,
1: I think not to speak for you, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like your issues with mafia three are very similar to issues people have with games like Assassin's Creed one, things like that, where it's like, there's, there's this, uh, regimen. Yeah. That in their construction, they thought was a good idea, but to some people's tastes, it doesn't, doesn't well, well. It's, it's
0: also a testament to my time as a resource this year, where mm-hmm. it's like the games that I really could hit through were the one like I sat and played inside in one sitting. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the kind of game I'm looking for this year. That yep. for the Witcher three. <laughs> the other game I'm looking <laughs> for is, this year. That is the exception. You know I just want to sit down and play the Witcher three in one sitting. But I have a point about that later about how Witcher three tells it in vine- in a way that I can I can inhale. Who's but, up?
1: I'm fine. It's you, my man. Need my phone again?
0: I will say that I like Mafia 3 more than games on this list, though. Acknowledged. Cool. Um, Agent. Pokemon Go.
5: Mason, can you clarify what you meant earlier about Super Hot and uh, like, games shouldn't be able to do that?
0: Are you guys going play Super Hot? I shouldn't.
5: Maybe. I, I uh, 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 no, I've play, it? I played Super Hot. I haven't played all of
2: it. I have played a couple of VR, seconds of the, the loop. it's
0: only on Oculus Rift. So I can illustrate my point about Superhot doing things that games shouldn't be <laughs> able to gun. do. No, by telling you what I and I haven't I've seen it. I've only seen it in Superhot VR. You take a virtual VR headset off of your head while you're wearing the headset. Yep. That is indicative of what nope. Superhot does. I think Superhot belongs on the list. Okay, I'm no, not no, arguing against. Sure, it. I'm am t- telling that's you that's kind
5: of a brain fuck.
0: No, but this the but that's Super the, the, the traditional Superhot is way better at it from what I've heard. I haven't played the VR version because I just heard Jeff Gerstmann talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, there are parts in Hot where I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it was... A, mechanically, I think it's the ha- one of the most conceptual game designs of the year. I think it does something very new and interesting in the space. Um, so that's kind of... I don't want to give it away because I I, I I can sell it without having to tell you what it does. Um by telling you what it does, but the time matter. mechanic. Well, the mechanic I think, is no. The I mechanic is about, interesting, but, but there's a layer the to the layer. game. Oh, okay. A meta layer. I, oh, and, yeah. And like you, you, showed me with the like. No, no, no. It's fuck. It's yeah. dude. Cool. And then it and then it starts eating away at itself with its mechanics and how it's speaking to you, the player, because the player you exist as you in the game, but also as a um, a thing. I just, avatar. An, an avatar. Thank you. Um, a game. Is is that game? Yeah, that.
1: Well, I mean, you sold me. Maybe. Sorry, <laughs> we'll keep, we'll keep it on for a little bit
5: longer.
0: Um, and I I still think that mechanically there's no more interesting game. Maybe Oxenfree's dialogue I think is great. Um,
5: sold. I I mean that makes it very. I know we're going. To, brush, to, we are likely going to have to still probably cut that compared to the other nine. I mean, sorry, ten. Um. Right. Like there's I, only go, nine go more to bat for uh,
0: Super before we dope.
5: Um, there are I, are a oh, few here, here's the easy one. one I'm, so, I'm gonna cut Rogue Legacy. Yep, no, yeah. it's fine. It's I, a it's a it. fantastic I, game. Get that
0: shit out of here. No, no,
5: no, no. Go
1: ahead,
5: Alex. I already cut it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I love playing it. Um, it's 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 a game. It's an amazing. It, no, I will. It, it is more than just a game. It's a game. Um,
2: I will say. So I just I'm 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 fully in agreement that we should cut it. Um, but I think that Rogue Legacy does an amazing job at creating. I, the reason that I'm very much in favor of Superhot being on this list for as little as I've played it, and the reason and it's the same reason that I'm in favor of Rogue Legacy being on this list, is that we talk a lot on this podcast about design, and we talk a lot about how things are designed to create and elicit certain things. And so if much of our list is based on narrative, and, and that is a big focus for a lot of these games, there are a few games on here where the way that they are designed, the loops that they include, and the mechanics that they include... Are just so damn good or innovative that they at least deserve us talking about it. It's one of the reasons that I'm going to bat for Super Hot, even though I've only played like 15 minutes of it. Mm. Um, but I've read more about it. Uh, whereas with Rogue Legacy, it's like I've I have put hours and hours into that game. So have I. Um, and I've done it pure out of pure joy. It's just a pure joy. I will still pick up that controller and go back to it and just be like, man, that was fun. And it's quick and it's easy. That being said, I think that. I'm perfectly happy pulling it off this list because I think that there are, there are 10 other games on this list that are more indicative of us as the Ward podcast. Um, but that being said, like I, that rogue legacy to me was a very important game this year. It was, when I started this list there, there, I had three buckets. I had definitely probably Mm -hmm. an honorable mention and I went through all the games, uh, and rogue legacy was in my definitely. And there were only four or five other games in there. So, um, yeah, I, it was an important yeah. game for me. I'm okay taking it off the list. That's yeah. all. I just wanted to say my piece. And
5: I, I think there are a lot of things that game does really well. Uh, especially, um, I feel like there isn't there aren't enough games on console that truly embrace difficulty. Um, I, I don't play enough PC games, so I can't speak for that. But it
0: or masochist.
5: Yeah. It. Um, it was it. It was refreshing compared to the usual hand holding and onboarding that most games I play hit me with.
2: And and you know, one other thing that I thought about that, I think one of the reasons that I was so just in love with that game is it reminded me of the era of video games that were so foundational to me. Well, it was um, and such a Castlevania difficulty. Difficulty. game. It's such a Castlevania yeah. game. It's, it's, very, game. Very it's, and ju- it's very much that, the that super... Because the, the singular most defining console for me, video games wise, was the Super Nintendo. The Virtual Boy. Um, yes, the Virtual Of course. Um, and the Super Nintendo. The so that, ni- that 1991 to 1995 era um, you know, was just really mu- uh, an important time for me video game-wise. Um, and games had replay value and longevity and value for their dollar, not necessarily based on length or uh, story, because those were very... Now, Final Fantasy would be an exception. Link to the Past would be an exception. But there a lot of times, difficulty was one of those things that you could give value out of, derive value from. Um, but difficulty in a way where the mechanics and the loop were really important to the intrinsic
1: nature of the game
2: uh and so that was just part of game design in that era and so this this harkened back to that for me and so i think in a lot of ways it was also very nostalgic
1: and also that game it's difficult but at the same time you don't care about its difficulty no like if i lose in overwatch i get pissed if i die in rogue legacy i then you're like man it's going again like going again yeah and i think it's indicative of the sprite design i think is indicative of the sounds they use of the animations they use it's 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 a very it's a very friendly game it's yep. not it's never mocking you at any no. point it's never like well it fuck. wants you to lose like yeah.
0: that's the game and, like and, the game is built on you learning by failing and yes. then it supports you by making sure that when you fail it says hey you're moving the needle forward you can buy new upgrades you can do and this that there were
2: other games i played this year such as spelunky which i played for the first time and um uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, where I'm like, man, roguelikes are cool. These do some awesome things. Or like Flame of the Flood, where it's a roguelike Flame that's hard. hard. It's just it's hard to the point where I, I can't play it that much. And Rogue Legacy just finds that, to me, of all those games that I played this year that were on my list where I played a lot a lot of r- roguelikes, Rogue Legacy was the one that really hit the nail on the head. Road bikes. Road I, bikes.
0: I think Rogue Legacy actually isn't... Uh, I think it's a roguelike-like. Like, I think it is a... yeah. That's what they call them. It's a roguelite is way yeah, they, they always sell. I to the actually is. You probably haven't gotten far enough where you you start upgrading stuff throughout the thing, just like Rogue Legacy does. Right. Um, and I'm. Oh, and I, I love Cryptid the Necronizer. I actually. Just, I, I felt like I had to pick one roguelike
2: and so that's why I have that on my. List, I would but.
0: go to bet for Rogue Legacy more if I put, I put, twenty hours on PC on it, another twenty hours on PS4. Like, but Rogue Legacy, I played that when I was an undergrad. I played it yeah, like right. two, and two years and that's ago. Another that's my thing bigger too. thing is it like right. I just I, I have a lot of
1: conversations like that I feel like
2: yeah. well, and
0: that's the same you know there but, are
2: certain games on here where it's like if if I'm the only one who actually got a lot out of it this year I feel like it probably doesn't belong on the list um, over a game like Journey where two of us got something out of it or the same thing with Gone Home if I'm but the I, one I, I, I don't I don't think we year. should limit
0: ourselves cuz like I would still again yeah I don't I know if take, I agree with that I assessment. would take Rogue Legacy as a testament to really strong game design uh, over some games on this list, but also as a statement of us. Mm. I think that my my bigger thing with why Rogue Legacy is okay to go is how quickly you thought it was going to happen. I thought it was going like to happen as soon as I put it on the list. And that's the thing that I... Because I love... I love Rogue Legacy. Like, Rogue... it's it's It's... I feel weird cutting it because I think it is one of the best games on this list. <laughs> well, like yeah. I said, nothing set in stone, so sure
1: um, we can come back to it. If we okay, need to. that's fine. Let's do that. Uh, but I will say that that's one of the few games where I saw maybe ten, fifteen minutes of gameplay footage and was like, I need to buy this game immediately. So it's oh, also yeah. one of those games. There are a few games that I included on my list where, like, you got it.
2: You guys helped open certain areas of indie gameplay to me this year. And looking at my list, most of my games were independent developers and until this year i had not played a lot of independent games um and so you guys helped open up a lot of those doors to me and Rug legacy was one of those games that you guys recommended to me um and so it's very important to me in that regard too because it's it's a natural evolution of my game appreciation um and so that was one of those games but i've got other games on here that are like that so i can't
1: really like it's right. the only one right but anyway whose whose turn is it yours oh god wait
0: Go ahead, Dylan. Are you? Are you ready, or you want to? If you have something to say, say. It. Um, I think one thing that's really cool about Rogue Legacy is that's one of those games. That's a really good example of you have this like first two runs where you're kind of feeling around it, and then there's a moment where you make that turn in that game where you're like, "Oh, I get it. I get how this game yes. wants me to play it." And I, I, and every game has that. Like, except for like like Firewatch doesn't, because Firewatch is like, "You do this, you do this, you do this." But like games where they're like. In uh, Skyrim, I had that in. I have that. I had that in XCOM Two this year. I didn't put XCOM Two on the list because I know that I am the only one that will. I was surprised XCOM Two I was wasn't on your list. Yeah. I it? really it is well. I I was expecting that in Tales from the Borderlands. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands was, was good. I really liked Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, but I like. I could have watched Tales from the Borderlands. Um. Right. I can watch XCOM. No. XCOM, no. Well, why, why I didn't put <laughs> XCOM two on here is because I think that XCOM two just, was just the cutscenes. I was thinking through yeah. like what I I'm gonna take Undo- away from this year is that XCOM two was an evolution of what XCOM one did to me, mm-hmm. and I really uh-huh. like that. Whereas I felt like Hitman was like this is, we're not doing what we've done before. We're doing it in a, at a class we've never done it before. Like that's mm-hmm. funny because
1: that would have been my argument against XCOM two. It's like well, it's XCOM enemy sure. unknown. Um, I would also like to point out to our listeners we are down to the final fifteen. Um,
0: I vote we take a quick break so I can pee. All right. We're going to take a break. Intermission. Sometimes
2: amazing can pee.
1: And
2: now, a message from
5: our sponsors. This podcast what has been this? brought to you by Wilford Bribley. Maybe you got the diabetes. Oh,
0: Wilford Brimley sounds like <laughs> no, it's not. a
2: little bit. Not at all. I veto. Veto. All right, it's uh, it's Dylan's turn. Welcome back, Dylan's turn. Again, I want to reemphasize.
0: I think Rogue Legacy is one of my favorite games. Period. I just okay. God damn! Why'd you cut Rogue Legacy? <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you ruined Christmas. I like the guy that farts when you jump. We gotta take. Yeah, that, that that's one is pretty good. good.
1: Guys, ear boss good take away.
0: <laughs> makes it, best farts.
1: Twenty sixteen. Uh was, um, I'm gonna cut the witness.
5: Okay, yeah, that's fair because no one in this room has really played it. Um, <laughs> I'd say it was, it was very important to gaming, especially console gaming. Um, why is that? So it uses a a singular mechanic in a plethora of creative ways um really like in just in a countless amount of creative ways and there's there's a mechanic that they don't draw attention to that is so like mind-blowingly awesome when you when you figure it out
0: i've heard about this yeah. i don't know what it is i've just good. heard that good like, i'm glad the, la- i'm glad like, led- turn that happens and you're like yeah, I don't know Peter if Molyneux is. shows
5: up, but he's like, hey, "Let me tell John
0: you." a smart designer, man. I don't know if it's a, a narrative
5: turn or anything because I haven't encountered anything like that. But there was a, um, I'm in a very difficult area, but um, and that could be it. But there's also a just like a core function, a core mechanic of the game that is not revealed until you figure it out. Awesome. It's that. Fez it's just that. so cool. Um, Fez does that. So yeah, have you played Fez? I, I played a couple levels of it. It was recommended by a guy who I just was not really that cool with so i took i <laughs> fucking hate like, that I'm,
1: guy so i hate this game <laughs> so i was like yeah <laughs> that guy yep. am
5: i right dylan gets me i yeah, uh, i just never really gave it the time hey if there's one thing i, I understand it's and i did watch indie game the movie and man phil fish what a, what a guy
0: what a guy he's a
5: guy what a man what, what a person
1: what a he, man he makes cool games he did i
0: like the way that fez looks
1: fez has made a, a cool game
0: he was part of super hypercube
1: no, Polytron published it, but he wasn't involved. What's the one coming out? That he's doing it. the VR was he?
0: thing. Yeah, he's going around pitching it.
5: Oh. What, what's the PSVR thing that's coming out? He's doing. Uh, Super
0: Hypercube. Oh, okay. Sweet. I'm pretty sure he's part of that team. I guess why he. Wants. I mean, he's
1: part of Polytron. I just thought he just vamoosed
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't. I he was on Giant Bomb pitching the game, so I think he's involved with some, some. He must capacity. be back. Um, the witness. I want to play because I want to get. I think the witness is going to itch that mist.
2: Yeah, I real, I've really Itch wanted to play missed. The Witness ever since it came out. It's just so big, and obviously it, it was only on PlayStation, so I didn't have the opportunity. Now it's on Xbox, and I have a PC, so I've got opportunity to play it. Um, it's just a matter of of having funds to buy it. It is gorgeous, and so it's it is gorgeous. Um, and it, you know what's funny about it is I didn't think it was gorgeous when it came out, but I've since played a lot of lot more stylized games this year that I've appreciated the art direction, and now looking back at Mist or at Witness. Um, because i was looking at it today just as a recap Mm -hmm. i was like man that is a really pretty game um all your hatred for low poly
1: art went to virginia and you're like i'm spent i love all low poly art now yeah pretty much um but yeah
0: so yeah so you appreciate game game of the the year
1: low poly art i do appreciate let's let's take undertale off the list (laughs) art art design no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding
0: i'll do that for alex Uh,
1: uh,
2: Alex. uh, thanks buddy um but it is your turn But was it all right it is my turn 14 left
5: Man. Um, By the way, this whole time I've been formulating my objective arguments for why I think Undertale should not be. His objective Let's arguments. Objective.
0: All right, we gotta stop. No one. No, I'm putting a bar on subjective and objective from being said moving forward. What about surprise and delight? Nope, that's not. Also, a- God. Empathy versus sympathy. Nope. Please stop. <laughs> Onboarding. <laughs> versus. Denotation. I'm gonna xd that answer. Oh. Uh, whatever. Okay. Oh. So. You try to cut Fallout 4 again? <laughs> No,
2: there, there's three games that I'm considering cutting, and Pick one. Pick one. two ah. of them are mine, and one of them is not. And the one that is not, you guys are not gonna, two of you, two of three of you are not going to like. Uh and I'm going to say it, so you can start arguing for it. Just, Just say it, Dan.
5: Fucking say it, Stardew
1: Valley. Yeah. Uh, no, go forth. I have you not played no this game at, at all. No, but you gotta I say why. It's gotta stay on. You gotta start start that conversation because right, right, we're right, going to have to have that argument.
0: I have a I have a, a pretty um. Stardew Valley is a... um, Jesus Reborn. No, I think it is really, really important. And we have several games on here that do this, but Stardew Valley is another game where it is literally entirely about the story that I build with my farm. So there's that part about games that I love where I am in full control of what's happening. It has fantastic systems to work around, but also it has this very well-realized town with characters and you interact with them. And there's... There's a lot going right for it. I don't know, Dylan, you want to jump in? There are very few games where I walk in and don't have anything
1: negative to say or, like, critical to say. You can take that beyond games and media (laughs) in general. Life, people. (laughs) No, no, media, media, (laughs) media. Sorry. Family members. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Happy holidays. I love you, Mom and Dad. Uh, (laughs) And Stardew Valley is, like
0: so It's positive. similar to
1: my reaction to Rogue Legacy where it's like I have no like there is no my my there's no logical reason for why I want to play this game. It's a primal reason. It's like I, I want to play this because it makes me feel something because just and it doesn't you know and I just picked two games that have very bright pixel color palettes but it, I mean that's not supposed to be the trend.
0: I think I get the same sensation from Superhot too though where right. I'm just like I'm just like man this is this, there's something is here. There's something
1: yeah. here. There's a je ne sais quoi. But, um, it's, I feel like Stardew Valley this year is similar to like Minecraft's first or second year, taking out the component where it took over the world and things right. like that. But no, Minecraft
0: felt magic Like my first time I played Minecraft, I was like, whoa, like, yeah. this is nuts. If you replace, yes, if
1: Minecraft is, has its physics system and it's, and, and it's limited creativity based off of this voxel box component, where it's just, if it, they're voxels. It's you, this cube component that is Legos. You know, people kept saying it's video game Legos. If that's Minecraft strength and Stardew Valley strength is it's 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 systems of of the the crop cycles and in and, and the currents in the economics
0: the of econo- it. Yeah, there's an economy. yeah,
1: so the only I, I agree with all those things and I think it should
2: stay on this list. Um, The only argument I have to counter that is it's it's an evolution, right? And I played Harvest Moon I on the played Super on Nintendo. Fuck, ton of some and Harvest, I and a and lot as of Harvest Moon. And I've always never played Harvest, on Harvest Moon, know, Moon. 64. I think we're and, talking
0: on both sides of that. Whereas right. I'm coming from, it is a enormous step forward for that space. Like right. For you, for this to be your first, it would be hard for you to go back and play the old Harvest Moons because or it's Animal so much Crossing better. or like, like right, I I Animal
1: Crossing is different. Well, it, uh, that has a lot I'm of. I'm Animal Crossing. Has a lot of the social components that Animal, Animal Crossing has. Right. But so, but I think
2: as someone who like. Defines himself by being reared in that 16-bit era. Um, reared, I was reared just slapping it. you <laughs> on the butt. Like do just a just Nintendo 64 again. or a, a Super Nintendo. Um, you didn't even know who reared you? There are a lot of oh, aspects of Sturdy Valley where I'm like, okay, it feels like Minecraft meets meets Harvest Moon. Been here, done this. It does it really, really well. I'm perfectly fine with it staying on this have list.
0: You, how, how much have you played Sturdy Valley though? About two hours. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if it didn't grab, like, I mean,
0: yeah, I, I, didn't I didn't even know.
2: play it, and it's not, it and I think me, it's, I think it's, yeah, you I think watch it's, a, me play. I was like, for that's me, a good game. For me, where it comes down to is I actually compare it to Undertale because they both have that similar, like, we're going to play off of this. Let's appeal to this uh, 16-bit kind of top-down sort of play y sort of systems-based. Um, and that I think that Undertale does. Thing, it elevates that beyond something whereas I don't I haven't gotten to a point with sturdy valley where it does that for me. Um now that being said, I'm perfectly happy to take gone home off this list instead of sturdy valley because I think sturdy valley was more important to more people in this Is room. It,
1: the, those are your options for for That's me. what I'm pl-
2: I'm going to say I, I I think sturdy valley should stay on the list, but I'm going to pull gone home.
5: We're now getting into tough decisions. Uh, well, okay. so, I
3: know, so, no, I
0: know. There's there there a lot to unpack there. So what right, well, Ke- made you pick right, Kelly? what do you gone got? Gone home. It's either, no, it, it's, home. <laughs> it's either
2: Stardew Valley, Gone Home, or Fallout 4. And I think that Fallout 4, there's more that we have spent so many hours talking I, about Fallout, I, Fallout right. 4 on this podcast this year that if we're saying the Ward best games of 2016 that we're talking about, um, I think that it's more important that we leave that. And I think Stardew Valley is very important to to the two of you, meaning Dylan and, and Mason. So of those 3, I think if we're going to if we're going to pull one, I think Gone Home is the one that pulling it off this list doesn't mean it's not a phenomenal game, but for us to come to the 10 best games of the Word podcast in 2016, I don't think that Gone Home
0: is in that conversation. I can see that. I would agree with that. I don't want to. I don't want sure. either cuz I think Gone Home does things better than and it's, that it's, we're going to we're going to we're going we're gonna to have a we're going to have a couple games on the top 10. I think Gone Home does at least as well or better.
2: Of the games I was considering having on my top 10 list, Gone Home is on there. Life is Strange is not. You want me me personally and I'll have this conversation. I would rather have my personal games that were more important to me in 2010. Gone Home was more important to me than Life is Strange.
0: What about in 2016 though?
2: 2016, whatever,
0: <laughs> whatever year we're in. God, I
2: wish it were 2010. I know. Uh, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it just on? runs out to the streets. Stop! <laughs> everyone, stop! It's 2010. We've been wrong all this year.
0: Uh, Gets hit by a and then car. Then Snape comes up Sorry. behind you and David Bowie gives you a hug. Oh, and, oh man. man! Oh man! Oh, man. Oh. Okay. Um, then John Glenn's there for so some reason. <laughs> you bring up an interesting point that I think we can we can bridge now, and this is the point I think we are building up. I think that. It's weird to have Gone Home and Life is Strange together because I think to what you said, the comparison, just from like the tone and and, and what I took away from them, I felt like Gone Home, I was, I was picking up what they were putting down. Whereas I struggled and I still, I've only played episode one. I'm not the thing. I think that the Stardew Valley Undertale comparison is, that one's harder for me to wrap my head around because I think they're two very different games. Um I think they Undertale are. what I appreciate from Undertale is closer to um super hot maybe like challenging yes. gaming conventions to me. Yes. Um and I'm not trying to I'm just trying to organize yeah, no, in my I, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and, and, and stop me. So, you know, if if we want to have the gone home uh life is strange thing, I think we can talk through that. But um I will
2: say another reason that I you know, I'm
0: not saying it's neither or thing, I am saying that's a interesting thing to bring up.
2: There is a part of me that even though we are talking about the most important games to the world podcast of 2016 if push comes to shove there are certain things where I will lean toward or at least give a few extra points for things that were made in 2016 and Stardew Valley has that a a positive gets a plus from that because I think I think
1: I I do you know I
2: do think that that's important but
1: I will say overall um in my life, I would say I would put Gone Home over Life is Strange. But in this year, I would put Life is Strange over. Gone And you were Home. advocating like, and that's
0: yeah. and that's the that's the weird thing about bringing a game that is so important to. It's a weird, it's a weird, Dark Horse candidate. It is
2: well, and it came out of two days ago. Like I, if I, if I had not chosen to play Gone Home two days ago, if I, if I had not decided, man, I've got this. Why thing just I'm just gonna just do wait a, click, a month, click. Dan? Then we With, could have
1: had this discussion next year. <laughs> well, um. No that, narrative game is going to come out this next is one of the reasons, year. You know, it was like
2: stories have like, been told. I'd be curious, you know, and I'm curious. The patent office. Well, I think, I think, I think we need to reevaluate that rule of like, I think you can't nominate your own thing two years in a row. But I think if someone else has not played a game, like if, yeah, if, if I play Witness next year and it blows right. my mind, like yeah. we may want to consider having I it. I think, but, I think where it stops um, is if I think you if guys if are going to play
0: Kentucky Route Zero and be like, fuck, right. right. And that's where and Hitman. Where it stops um, is
1: if it was already
2: on or made the ten. That's and that's valid. Yeah, we don't want to have two years in a row. Um. So anyway, so yes. So in, in those regards, I think just looking at this as the 2016, um, trying to come to a consensus, I'm going to say let's pull Gone Home. All right. Well, it's Gone
0: Home. I think Gone Home does that. I quit. Style I'm, I'm you like what I did there? Right? I, I think don't. Gone Home understands what it's writing better. Gone Home's
2: writing is fantastic. Than
0: any game on this list? Um. Yes. Mm. We
1: got.
2: Yeah. I don't know about that statement, but it's certainly the top three or four. Oh, no,
0: actually, can I, okay, well, I can back that up then. And it actually is rooted in my problem with Gone Home. I think Gone Home knows what it's trying to say. I think Gone Home literally has you. My problem with Gone Home has always been that I like how you re, it reveals its story through. I think it's interesting. I also wish it was, it's literally so much telling you. Yes, Gone Home is like reading a book. Well, Gone Home is reading a book. Right. It's reading a it book is. with some, it like, side yeah. of It's whore. an interactive book. But I think that um, it is, some, wait, that's not a bad one. thing. No, no, no. I think that Telltale games, and to a lesser extent, Life is Strange is an interactive book. Well, Life is Strange has a gameplay mechanic. Yeah, Life is that. Strange has a
2: gameplay mechanic. No, Oxenfree has a little gameplay mechanic. So but does I Firewatch. think
0: that what Gone Home does it's interesting is that they actually take your preconceived notions as a player and exploit those. Yes. Whereas I think that Telltale is just like. Pick a thing, pick yes. a thing, do a thing. We like these stories. This is, you go to Telltale for the story where it's like Gone Home, I think, had enough mechanically that made it worthwhile as a yep. game. Gone Home is, can only be a game. Right. Gone Home can only yes. be a game. I think
1: Gone Home, the best playable parts of Gone Home are those that don't have actual mechanics in it where yes. it's logic and it's using memorization. It's using your ability to understand an environment. Well, You're basically, you are literally playing a human being in a house with no familiarity with the yep,
0: house. It yep. Nails a sense of space. Yes, for sure. In a way that the only other game to do that that I've played is Rainbow Six Siege, <laughs> <laughs> and they're very similar games, really. If we're yeah, talking about, I want the model,
1: Rainbow. the model of the house and gone home to reach be clear.
5: That to be amazing, uh, reach and clear. No, but yeah.
0: I think that it, 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 the genius that they had is that they put a lot of trust on you, the player, in a way that I, I think a lot of games don't. I'm I'm I'm, sad to well, see I'm it go. I'm pretty stoked I'm to play this game. It's good. You should. It's really good. And, and it, it, it's
5: something that I have wanted to play simulator. since it came out. No, it's yeah. you'll. I think that I'm I'm stoked. All right, Mason.
0: Oh fuck! Oh fuck!
5: <laughs> um, we have three left that need to be cut. Right. Uh, are are we at that point already? Yeah, we're down uh, to the yeah. wire. Okay, here we go.
3: Mm-hmm. Would it be easier if we
5: start adding? Oh, to save? We can do that. Because that I think we can knock out a
0: let's,
1: bunch. Let's do that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, move, we're moving over to... I think that's a good call. Games, I, games to, I,
0: think, I think we're getting to that point. But we've had... I mean, these discussions are great. Yeah, that's great. great.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, I, let's see. I get to go, fucker. Yeah, you do get, get to go. go. Let, Let fuck Mason go. Out, man. So we're adding to the list. Of what yeah, yeah. To I, I'd say Mason has the choice. I think choice. we have yeah. to
0: keep the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Yeah. Any
2: objections? None.
0: Well... Uh, Mason, no, I,
5: can you make the pitch for it?
0: Oh, I, I, I think The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, is one of the most lovingly crafted games. Of, I, I I mean, just it's a big budget game. It's a big game, but it has so much that it does well from, you know, the world that you're in to it feeling full of people and it feeling full of personality. But also, I think that Witcher 3 gotten better as time's gone on. Like, they, they fix the menus, they fix yeah. a lot of quality of life, like... The, running. the CD Project Red, yeah, the running CD Projekt Red makes, um, they do right by their game. like, and, and I think that, you know, if you were to say, like, hey, you know, uh, what can games do with a lot of money? Like, you know, this is what you can do. And this is using a lot of money in a really good way. Um, and also, I think that, like, Witcher 3 is one of those games where, like, I think that I really... I enjoyed a lot of the stories it had to tell. I don't usually like fantasy. I'm not a fantasy guy. I don't care for it. I think you know, and I think that it approached it with a. There are interesting stories it had to say, mm-hmm. and it had a point of view. It had it had things to say about certain things. If
1: if uh, anything has the best dialogue options for Geralt, um, Geralt. That's
5: the last I'll say it. Geralt. Uh, but it, has, it has things to say about it has, it has things Plus to enough. say
0: about exploited populations. It has things to say about domestic abuse. It has things like it, it broaches a lot of t- through the lens of fantasy and through the lens of fantasy storytelling. It's actually covering things that I think are important. Nice. What are yeah. you keeping, Alex? Uh,
5: the obvious one. Uh huh. Um,
0: um, I can support Pokemon that. Go. Pokemon Go. Pokemon
1: Go. <laughs> Obviously.
5: Um, although, it, although, if, <laughs> although, if none of you pick Pokemon Go, I will. Make a compelling case for a game that i don't feel uh wait are you putting pokemon go on um i will when we come back around
0: you're putting overwatch on right okay good yes um everyone's on the same page all right i'm sorry
5: everyone knows how much i love overwatch
0: yeah i Um, think overwatch is one of the 10 best games made this year so so one thing
5: that was big for me with games in 2016 is the concept of the loop which i was always aware of passively but never actively thinking about until i started talking about games on this podcast and with you guys and to see a game that has so uh, extensively analyzed a not only just a core gameplay loop, but countless other variables and micro loops in terms of the way people play, who, which character they're playing, the macro level strategy counters. of all these variables, counters among not just character types, but player behavior. Um, there is so much strategy that has been thought through to a absurdly scientific level all through um, the, the package of a very well-fleshed-out and stylish um, um, uh, conceptual game. Um, everything from the art direction, which bleeds style, to the story, which takes um, uh, fairly stereotypical tropes and spins them in new ways. Um, Overwatch made me like a competitive first-person shooters again. It made me love these games.
0: Alex, I have a question for you. What do you got? Why is there so much Overwatch porn? <laughs> have you seen because Tracer's ass? Have you seen her ass? I'm t- No, it's not just Tr- you know, Reinhardt. It's Reinhardt. It's the <laughs> no opportunity. Like It's all out I of I here. I want it, to it, see some so Reinhardt if you, porn. So if
5: you go to Tumblr and just type Reinhardt porn, I guarantee you will find something. Rule 42 of the internet. 34. If it is 34. Uh, Always thank goes you goes for the Nazi Nazi Forty-two. What was 42? Is that uh, the That's terrible. the
0: number from Hitchhiker's Guide.
5: You're right. Rule 34. If it exists there order 66
0: so, um building on that uh, why overwatch is important i think dylan made the point earlier it is i think this is the closing to this year's rocket i think it's it's everything that i love about sports um i think that a lot of people don't i think there's an argument that i've had with dylan a lot about like sports and like you know i'm, I'm not i'm not advocating sports but there's something about when you appreciate a game dylan should uh, when you appreciate a game for the like, there's an athleticism and a skill involved and like when you watch well. Fucking Overwatch teams, man. It's cool. And and Rocket League has that. Um, But that's the same thing I have when I watch a a basketball game or a football game.
5: It's it's coordination and teamwork, which is so integral to the gameplay mechanic. Like, it's cool to see a game that, that relies on that.
0: I also... Overwatch, to me, is really personal, even though it wasn't on my list, because I also had Enter the Gungeon on my list, because I was... When we were in Pittsburgh, the first month, like I just was, I it's the first time I've ever been in a city. I was in a place where I wasn't super familiar. Like Overwatch hey, that is just like eh, Pittsburgh's. It's okay.
2: <laughs> and I actually I had Overwatch anyway. on my honorable mention list and was considering bumping it up. Depending, I knew there wouldn't be enough to knock it on, but um, because the little bit I played of it early on was so compelling and so addictive, and so well done. To speak to your comment about the loop, Alex that it's the reason that I haven't played it again since because I knew it would suck up so much of my time um, that I took a step back. Now, I'm going to get back into it now that I've got some breathing time. But I think it's a testament that to a game that I could I played maybe four hours of and was definitely like, man, this game is awesome.
1: Yeah, it wasn't on my list because I probably played maybe four or five hours, maybe a little bit more. But I'm like, I'm not there yet.
5: Welcome to the addiction.
1: I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not at the point where it's like, alright, this is this is a absolutely need amazing game. And no, I and I agree that it needs to be on the list, but me personally, I was like, I can't justify knocking off any of the other things I've played for this
0: yet. And actually to that, so where I fell off of Overwatch is that it was more of a commitment for me to play at the level I want because I have a really If i'm gonna get involved in a sport if i get like i got really into rocket league to a point where it's like i am my personality is brutally addictive like i don't just engage halfway with rowing i make it my entire life you know what i mean which is why titanfall 2 is on my list because titanfall 2 to me is absurd whereas like i thought overwatch was like important like i wanted to be really good at it and i didn't have the means um that's why i fell off of rainbow six too um overwatch overwatch on the list
1: wins my award for best Brazilian hip hop DJ healer dude <laughs> of I fucking, 2016. Playing as him yep. just
0: from a anime. Like, how do they make you feel like you're on roller skates with him, even though you don't slide? Or how I don't, do they make I it feel understand. like, like, and the height differential
1: with the camera? How like Genji oh, so good. constantly feels like he's in that crouched like sprint mode, like ninja. It's first
0: crou- person. Like, mm-hmm. it you always feel. There's, Torbjorn, the dwarf. There's so much personality through the first person camera in that game. It's it's nuts. Like so Reinhard- testament to Blizzard and their game making abilities. Mm that juice
1: locked the titan team in a closet for eight years and like please (laughs) we'll we'll do anything you want just let us out um what are you keeping dylan uh i'm gonna keep undertale
0: okay here we 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 go go. the argument let's let's, oh i'm on like both sides of undertale like i i enjoyed my time with undertale okay we can come back to it
1: um i stick to my personal award that i give it for most um cherishable because it's just Tiny pistol? It's so, yes. I oh, it's dirigible. Sorry. No. Oh. no, that's it. That's his blimp.
5: That's a dirigible. Oh. Geralt. <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure dirigible and dirigible are two different things.
0: One's a tiny pistol that a you put in your uh, derringer. You. Damn it. Show All right. you my tiny right. pistol. Uh, Dan, I'm doing... Whatever your name is. I'm sorry. You, a, make your point.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on, guys. Let's that go. was... So, I was still in school and I played that game and I played that over the winter break and I just felt like that game had so much heart to it. It just, it, it, it had so much to say on so many different topics. It, like, was, it was about rekindling this idea of, of playing, you know, 8-bit RPGs, playing Pokemon, playing original Legend of Zelda, things like that, you know, also Earthbound, the quirkiness and the wackiness that you'd find in the Earthbound or in the Mother series, but also this weird commentary on, like, there's this there's this headline I saw I think on on polygon about that new Netflix show the OA mm-hmm. and about how that's it show it proves that Netflix is still the 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 distribution channel for outcasts and kind of like and weird ideas that might not make it on regular syndication yeah, and I feel like Undertale is like the outcast game where it's like pitching all these weird things'cause the cause Toby Fox is taking all these weird influences like. All of the boss sprites are like different like webcomic artists that you haven't heard of and it's has this weird chiptune synth wave but like very homely soundtrack to it. And it's it's all these things that kind of intersect at this really weird apex that make it work, but it's still telling this heartwarming story of this child that's lost and is trying to find their way home and it's it's it does a lot of things. It's like this is a weird thing. Because I would say it's almost like a childish Witcher. Where, for me, the Witcher game, Witcher 3 was about this big adventure that you're going on. And Geralt's going to see this. He's, he's going to see it through to the end. Where it's the same thing with the unnamed character in, in Undertale. Where you're going to see see this path. And I just think it's so witty and so clever and so heartwarming. And I think it's indicative of just how much people love like Papyrus and Sans and all the cast of characters they meet over that game. And it's it's great. It's like, it's, it's, it's both the most adult and most childish game of
0: this yeah. that I've played. It, 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 you know what I'm saying? The um, one thing that's cool is that I also have that... So it's interesting, the, the outcast point that you bring up, because I think that it is incredibly witty. I think it's it's really smart. I think it's very... But to me, Undertale to me felt like this, like... Like, this is, like, this, this is a game that it was made for video game people. Like, it's yeah. it's a reflection of culture and gaming culture, and, like, it's almost... I can see the outcast in terms of, like, it, it's a little, like, a, a little, like, punk rock in terms of, like, how it's addressing things. And a lot of the characters, like, there's the ghost that listens to music by itself in the house, and... and I, but to me, I think it was actually, it knew exactly who it was speaking to, and it, that to me, like, I'm kind of like, what would... That doesn't feel like an outcast. That feels more like, a, like, this is... I, like it's like, Toby Fox is like you. Like you get it. You see his point. Right. Of view. And but maybe I'm those man. people
1: would identify sometimes as outcasts, or like the child sure. in sure. the game could be seen as an outcast because it's the only human in the game.
0: No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing. With you. I think you, I think you're large. I just think that I think it's a game made for video game people. Like I think it's.
1: So,
2: here's my thing. Um, that's an extension to that, and, and I'll just say spoilers now, so that anyone listening. You um, tell
0: Dylan, he didn't beat the game the first time. Oh,
2: so. <laughs> uh the ending of that game the way that they just completely subvert everything and you think you've won and then you shut it down and the way it makes you like close the file and you have to reopen it and it restarts the game in the place that it left off and it becomes all glitchy and and flowy and just that crazy just what a crazy way to end that game um that alone for me is a super memorable thing and a super important thing because for me it was a great example of independent gaming pushing things forward pushing a what could just be a uh standard earthbound-esque rpg into uh, that really meta area and and to piggyback off of you know all the things that you both have said already i think um to me i might feel differently if it ended with just like azagor you beat Azagor, and the game ends. Okay, maybe, maybe, eh, whatever. Um, but the way that they just they bring this other level, and then on top of that, the fact that you can do this, and then depending on how you finish that whole weird ass scenario with Flowey and the bizarre thing, when you then go play through the game, they completely rewrite the interactions so that you have a second game essentially, um, and they completely subvert. All of your expectations. I think that that is um, a real testament to what you can accomplish with an indie game that, that um, you can't do with a lot of big budget things, because a lot of big budget things uh, aren't willing to take as many risks, and I think that this was a really good example of risk-taking, of uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of nods to... So it's like I think I think I agree with everything Dylan's saying about the endearing quality of it because I I personally really liked all of that side of things, um. But for me, this is a choice for for purely mechanics and uh and dynamics and gameplay and game construction and game design, um, and also I know Alex hates the visual art style. Uh, I actually really like the visual art style. Um, because to me it's a it's a nostalgic thing. Sure. Um, and it's so it's like. And that's, that's purely a subjective assessment. Um, Wait,
0: we said no more subjective objective.
2: Okay, fine. Otherwise, that's, everything that's else Dan said was
0: purely objective.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's that's my
0: argument for keeping it on the list. Oh, I think it... I, uh, go ahead, Alex. You got something? I'll give
5: you the closing point. Um, I can't disagree with any of that. Um, you guys make really good points, and I think I'll just boil... Like, my take on the game all boils down to my subjective op- opinion of it that... Um, which no, I think it's important to distinguish between the two. Um, uh, my, I'm going to say it, keep saying it because I know it bothers him. Um, yeah, I, have stated it many times on the podcast before. I don't really need to state it again. Um, I objectively
2: think, speaking, Alex has a subjective opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck. I,
5: he, he just, he, he, just he just, that's an XD solution right there. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. You just texted. We XD'd can we that. check in, um, push the beds together guys.
3: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we trained you well. Yeah. <laughs> um,
5: Brandsing applications are now open for the uh, class of 2019. Um but anyway, Undertale. Undertale. Um I it, had to use Cheat
0: engine to beat that game. What? For the Asgore fight. I couldn't beat the Asgore fight on my own. It,
5: it took cool. me a long time. I mean, long, yeah,
1: long because you didn't kill anything.
0: No, I didn't I didn't kill anything, so I had no healing. Like I I did the pa- I always do the passive like route. But sure. like um my one, my one thing I love against it is that, like I think that mechanically uh, the combat loop just did not do it for me. Um,
5: my my closing thought is, you're both so right with what you said, but I fucking hate that game.
0: <laughs> I think that's good though. I think that it's also testament to that it it has something to say, and you you either pick it up or you walk like it's. I mean, there's or you put it down. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of like an example of like something that like I don't know, dog poop. No, like a like a music genre. I feel like it's almost like we're getting to the point where it's just like you have taste. Yeah. Like, Country, yeah. maybe. And games. Rap. The past two years, yeah. but really this year in particular, I feel like like taste it's in old, games, yeah, is really starting to come through because most games are good. Like most games don't break. Most games are mechanically sound. Most games don't break. Yeah, I'd say well, they, dude, and, like, yeah. in like in two thousand six, fucking truck American truck drivers coming out and you're just driving through walls and like, <laughs> or like you're okay. playing you're playing uh, Buck Bumble and all you care about is the theme song. All right, so Dan, down.
2: Uh, keep it on list. Um, I'm going to say because it it is definitely one of my three top games of the year, um, and I have a hard time which one of these three I'm going to put on there. But I'm going to say this one first, simply by virtue of the fact that all four of us had it on our list, and it was the only game that all four of us had on our list, and it's Firewatch
1: yes sir oh that was a mistake uh, i didn't mean to put that on my last scene oh really no i'm kidding oh i was
2: like okay um yeah i think i think just to get it out of the way early we all thought this was an amazing game we all had a great we had a single episode where it's all we talked about we've referenced it a lot since and it's a game that for me personally um resonated far more after the fact than it did at the time and at the time i really enjoyed it but it was like i'm kind of torn i was expecting something more blah 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 and then i realized i you know maybe two weeks later three weeks later and certainly now i guess what six six months later i don't know eight months later um something like that that it was very deliberate in the way that it ended it was very deliberate in the way that it told a story and left you feeling a certain way um and i really there was there's really nothing about it that I would change. I know, I know one criticism that was levied against it that in our group and, and kind of in general, um, is this idea that, you know, maybe it could have had more game esque moments. It could have had more game mechanics. Um, but again, I think in, in hindsight is 2020 for me. I loved the experience exactly for what it was. I wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world. It felt very personal to me to go through that. Um, and I really, it had some of the best writing and voice acting, uh, of, any game I've ever played, it had beautiful, gorgeous visuals that were still are still stunning. Um, and I and I love that style. Um, and what they do with lighting in that game is Good. just Dude. amazing. Oli uh, Moss is my uh, hero. Like, yeah, his and his, his art and direction is so
5: incredible. And yeah, the the, the, um, the I listen to the soundtrack still on a regular basis. Yeah, and it's only like thirty six minutes long. Yeah,
2: so just everything about that game, I love. I think. We, I, I think we're kind of in unanimous agreement that that's on the list.
5: So, uh, Shameless plug, just for Camposanto, they have a ton of merch on their website. Nice. Yeah.
2: Merge. Nice. Merge.
0: Mm, well, if we're going to pick easy ones, I'm also going to, I think Oxenfree goes on the list. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I think we're going to talk more about Oxenfree soon so we can kind of keep, keep this train moving because I think what I'm, I think Oxenfree hit me in places that I haven't been hit by games before? I thought that was really cool. Um, I like that a lot. Oxenfree also mechanically did things that I really appreciated. From that. It, I think I think, I think it was, it's yes. one of the most innovative mechanics of the year, hands down.
2: The most natural feeling conversational elements of any oh, kind of story conversing thing that I've played. I I felt it. It, it just did a phenomenal job. I I thought the the uh, voice acting was oh, so good. so good. Um, and it was supplemented by great writing. Um I also liked the mechanic of the radio. I thought the radio was a great Oh, radio. the radio is so I love smart the animation. Um and I also love the art direction. So
5: Um that that game does it's a third person slow-paced walking game where your only two mechanics are talking and using a radio and I had to turn the lights back on. It is it, it does such a good job of creating a sense of place and dread like that was incredible.
0: I think it dealt with loss really well. Yes. Yeah. That I I really, that, I really cared about that. Yeah.
1: That I mean it dealt with loss, I think. I mean, not to, not to always compare, but felt dealt with loss better than Firewatch did
5: with the dead child. That that did feel I don't want to say tacked on at the end, but it um I I think yes, uh, Oxyfree did a much better job of
1: that it was a central more idea. Idea.
5: A, a more central like did you say just say central idea. It's a more
1: through line to Oxyfree than it is to uh the Firewatch. The um Father motivations and Firewatch are kind of.
0: I, I I've weird. been thinking a lot, we talk a lot about Firewatch all the time. I, yeah. I fucking like adored my experience with Firewatch. I adored more than anything Firewatch how it made me feel. Like it made me question like Sarah and I are both sitting here like what 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 the fuck's going on? Like what is real like I thought that's some like that's only, only a game can really do that because you're playing the character and they're giving you they know what they're giving you and you're reacting in a way that they and inside does this very well too. Yes. The designers are giving you enough, they know you're gonna feel a certain way. And I think the insight is that when you're running towards a ledge and the dogs are right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's some things about Firewatch narratively that I, I think that you're right. I think that it kind of, it fumbles through a lot towards the end. I liked how it handled mo- I thought that finding the kid was fine. I kind of saw it coming. I just, I felt like it was a very tight experience and then it it had to cover a lot quickly. But I also think it's more, that's also a reflection of like, Firewatch's thing it had to say is that Real life is not nearly as it's just it's sometimes it's kind of sloppy, mm-hmm. sometimes things just end sometimes you just move away from people, and I think that's a, that's a that's an interesting thing to say, mm-hmm. but I think that there are points where I felt confused by what it was trying to tell me, but I liked it you know what i mean like i fire watch this I think that was my second game you know I, I and like I said like Dan said it, it gets better the longer I get away from it but, and honestly. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Oxenfree. Oxenfree fucking That's what, we're, talk- that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what game did we just... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I was, I was thinking of Oxenfree, I was thinking of The loss, and then I was thinking of... Yeah. Great games. All of them. Fucking killer.
5: So, I'm going to go with Pokemon Go. And this is a game I only played for two weeks, and I was recently reminded by our friend Hunter that the Pokemon Go community is still at large and thriving, but Never Before has a, a very simple mobile game create is such a global phenomenon before. Um and, and specifically to
2: your term Pokemon Go community. When we say community in that mm-hmm. regard, this is these are people actually meeting up in person. Yeah. That you see on the street doing this video game together.
5: And and even so in Pittsburgh, a place I was completely unfamiliar with, I could walk down the street and sure the Telltale sign is someone buried in their phone, but Telltale th- didn't make this game. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, if you're walking down the street and you see someone and you're like, hey, Pokemon Go, they're like, Yeah, Pokemon Go. Like or you know, uh, you see someone run one direction. There's a Pidgey over here. no, no one's gonna want, run for a Pidgey, but like there's Fuck a, guys a Pidgey. Th- there's a, a Zuka. Like, it it made being around strangers feel less like being around strangers and more like actual people. And
2: that's cool. I will say I have never, ever felt the awe of going to the Santa Monica Pier, because I was in LA over the summer, going to the Santa Monica Pier after Pokemon Go came out, and seeing a worldwide phenomenon the way that I saw Pokemon Go and, and and other landmarks in LA. It was nuts. You're talking about the second most populous city in the United States, full of people playing this game. And you're looking around going, oh my god, it's 11 o'clock at night on the Santa Monica Pier, and there are probably 4,000 people here playing this game. Um. And it was it was mind-boggling. But also, as someone who played it, it allowed me to develop a friendship with a person. I, like Hunter and I were friends going into the summer, and we hung out a lot. Um, but when Pokemon Go came out, we were hanging out every day. We were going around, and we were just walking around and talking and playing Pokemon Go. And... You mentioned earlier that one of your favorite constructs in gaming is couch co-op uh, and one of the reasons you were fighting for gang beasts and I think that this takes couch co-op to a whole other level because not only can you interact and engage with people not necessarily in the same game but in real it allows it facilitates actual connection in a way that couch co-op does as well but also allowing you to kind of go out and have that connection to other people that um, And I think that that's really powerful. And I think that we're all in agreement that in terms of the game mechanics, it leaves certainly has left something to be desired. I, I
5: was going to like cut it, cut it down at the knees there. real sure. quick. Sure.
2: And I think that that bears, uh, I think that is only a testament to how powerful that other stuff we talked about is mm-hmm. the fact that the game mechanics are, are okay also don't forget nineties nostalgia, nineties uh, nostalgia. Never I, will. I was not someone who had a ton of that and i still felt compelled okay, to do this it like weirded itself
0: into you though cuz then you started watching pokemon sure. and you bought the ds and i think i think <laughs> i think so I think for that reason i think it's yeah.
2: it's um i got a lot out of that game this year and i'm perfectly happy having it on the list
0: yeah okay. i think as someone and i think you brought a point about the game mechanics and mm. i was probably the biggest critic of the game mechanics um it's a you and me both for sure i mean i wasn't and it, it, it bit me for a little bit i think that actually mechanically cuz i've spent a lot of time thinking of what pokemon go means um, Pokemon Go to the pulse to, no but oh god <laughs> oh, oh man. man the I think Pokemon Go is one of the most important games to come out probably in the past like five years I I think that goes with I think that it is it is a I think that it had to be exactly what it was for it to strike the way it did I think if it was the game that I wanted it to be it would have appealed to a smaller population and it wouldn't have done what it needed to do I'm scared of what Pokemon Go is doing is going to do and going to lead marketers, going to lead people, going to lead it what you're describing to me is a hive mind future that I'm, I just that is that well, scares me. Um yeah, four thousand people right here on this pier. Alright, drone strike. All right. he, no, he, he, I'm not even it, like it, I'm it. I'm saying that we are we are a species that is you can move us in mass if you give us the right things, and Pokemon Go did that. Like, it's cool. It's powerful. Okay. It's important. But I'm also, like, personally, I I have no problem with being on the list. I'm afraid of what Pokemon Go is a statement of humanity. I think it's also a awesome statement. The community that built it around it. The talking to people in the street. I love that stuff. Going outside. I do. I don't love the, we're going to make every fucking Starbucks, uh, you know, Poga Center, and then it becomes, yeah. but it has to make money. And I appreciate the business side of it, but I still...
5: I'm just going to real quick throw out a response. Just a stray thought. If marketers were were truly good at their jobs to not copycat Pokemon Go, their their version of Pokemon Go would be what you're thinking. Like, you know, this whole, like, Blade Runner feature of...
0: Oh, I'm not scared of the marketers.
5: Oh, you're not scared of marketers? What are you scared of? I'm, I'm, scared, and- I'm scared of... I'm scared of... So the human, the of human like, condition?
0: Just what it's a statement of, like... How easy it is to move human beings in mass. That's fair. He's scared, dude. Well, I got nothing to, in response to that like, one, then. The interstate system is that I don't know. I just have a problem with fucking like infrastructure. like It's fine. Today we learned that Mason's an anarchist. Niantic has this is Mason not Mason hates
1: fault. FDR. FDR, go. all right I love FDR.
0: Ooh. Let's slow the fuck I'm down. I'm I think saying FDR if you're, if is scared of the. Scared the besides about one of America's if greatest If presidents. you're
1: scared of the interstate, then you have. You know, and FDR was like the closest thing that this country's had to like a dictator in some ways. <laughs> I
0: agree.
5: Yeah, up until when? What do you mean? He's making I'm making a Donald Trump, Trump, Trump joke. Thing. All right, Donald. Oh, what do you? Yeah, we, yeah, goes, yeah, what are you? Conway, as
0: as the guy that made the most, I have the big, probably the sharpest critique of the game. I can still appreciate it, and I understand yeah. why it needs to be on the list. I still think there are better games for sure. sure. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. But Dylan made this point; it distills the very best parts of Pokemon in a way that I think is—I think he's actually very, re- re- very re- re- right about. Yep. Man, battles suck though. No, that's fucking. I'm, I've never mechanic. done a gym battle
1: in that game. I've only caught Pokemon. Um, we all bounced off of it. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna lock. I want to lock in. Life is strange. Okay. Dan, say your piece on life <laughs> is strange for me.
0: I think we should. I think we should come. I think there's an there's a debate. I think there's an argument to be had about. So here's, here's
2: what I want to say about Life is Strange. Okay. Because I think that I'm probably... I think that if we... I think we just need to openly acknowledge that if we have Life is Strange on this list, it is purely because it was that important to Dylan this year.
0: And it was an important talking point on the an podcast. An important talking
2: point on the podcast, right. And now, when I say that, I think it belongs on this list. Because I think that the things that Dylan brought up because of life is strange, mm-hmm. the way that they impacted you, dylan, the mm-hmm. way that the types of issues they cover um all of those things, I think it does really well. I think they're worth talking about, and I think they're important to talk about um and so I think it's very important that we recognize that it's just like it you know Undertale did not resonate with Alex. I think Life is Strange. Res, Life is Strange resonated enough with me where I considered putting it on the list. So I, I personally have no problems having it on the list. Um, I've made my peace with the things I really liked about it and the things that I'm okay with that, that I'm more tepid on it with. I think where Life is Strange did not resonate was more I think with Mason and Alex. Um, and so I think this is a game we've been talking about all year, and it's important for us to be saying why it's important that it's on this list. Um, and I think that the things that resonated with you, Dylan, mm-hmm. are very important things for gaming to um, have and things that we should be talking about and recognizing. That's 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 my take on, on Life is Strange on this list as Word Podcast 2016. Now, I want you to talk about why it should be on this list for the sake that it's such an important game to you.
1: I mean, I remember once when we were talking about it and uh, someone said that, like, a lot of games I list went gone home, uh, Dear the Esther, there's a lot of, um, kind of coming of age stories. And, I, and then I said immediately, like, I don't think I'm only attracted to life. Uh, um, coming of age stories. And I don't think I, I do, but I do think that's kind of an easy concept, you know, for lack of a better word, that's as a concept that resonates with a lot of people. Cause everyone grows up and it's a concept, you know, a, a, it's a narrative, uh, theme. That's, that's, Used a lot and can be and can be associated with so many people so quickly, and you know, and I know people have had their complaints about like the dialogue in the game, which you know over time I've I've come to acknowledge, even though it's odd that you know that's something that very quickly I come to despise in games, like if the, if they don't speak well, like me, I, I don't like it. Um. But I didn't have any of that in this game, and I have no I, I no idea why. Maybe it was just because of the setting, the tone, something about it. And I also don't really like, I mean, I like Gone Home. I think Gone Home and Firewatch do such good things because they're realistic fiction. And I would like to also see the version of Life is Strange that does not have the time mechanic. Because I think that would be interesting as well. But then you would lose out on Chloe's amazing backstory. Which yeah, I, I think th- that
2: whole time, I, th- I think it's... A- Sorry, finish your, finish your point.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can almost see that maybe they wrote that and then they decided we want this is what the game's about. Like, maybe they started with that scene that I'm talking about specifically and they went my, around it. Maybe my
2: single biggest surprise when I finished it was how you had propped it up as a coming of age story. And I don't see it as a coming of age story. I see it as a time travel fantasy. It's a magical reel. um for me and the, and, and in a great way, the best parts for me, I think the best parts maybe for you were mm-hmm. the, the relationship of, of that um, uh, coming about, well, you Between. listened to the
1: first podcast where I talked about, it and I was talking about like the relationship with Chloe and Matt. Right, and Mason was being like, "Wait, isn't there like time travel in this game?" Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, so those those it's
2: interesting to me that those things that resonated with you were the things that I felt were weaker, whereas the time travel thing—not just the mechanic, but the the concepts, the narrative, character—like mm-hmm. time travel in that game is its own character, right? And the way that they do that, what I liked about it is it always bordered on contrived mechanics and and concepts that you see in fiction for, for millennia right yet it never, it never pushed it to the point of being contrived it never right. pushed it to the point of being too much and so I think that through that lens to me that's where that game succeeds when combined with some of the issues that are in the narrative so the thing I mean it, it tackled mental health it tackled domestic abuse it tackled suicide it tackled um, assisted suicide assisted suicide i mean god you have to kill your best friend sorry spoilers um you have to kill your best friend like i think those are fantastic things to tackle but i think that they're all taken through the lens of the science fiction aspects of manipulation of the world around you and time and space and all that kind of stuff that's where it resonated to me and mm-hmm. i'm not saying it, doesn't, it shouldn't resonate to you in, in the other sense but i that was where i was surprised and i think that's a testament to an interestingly done game where two people can have very vastly different
0: also, I think to what your point is about how those elements amplify those very human things, whether it's a coming-of-age story or these these big issues. I yeah. think that that's where uh, popular culture and entertainment can really take these other things to help you. They 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 act as a bridge. Like they, not a lot. Of, like if you had told me that *Oxford* was going to deal with like loss of family, I would have been like, well, I don't know if I want to. do But if I want to go through a ghost story, like it's it's, and maybe that's just me because I'm i i have to i have to work to engage with media like that because it is i just can't divorce myself from the reality of it you know what i mean um so i think it's interesting i think it's cool
2: yeah um and also i think one of the reasons this really belongs on the list is it there's something really powerful about this game for and this is why i wanted to start by saying how important it is to you um because i think we all have probably one game on here at least where it's like man that game is a game that I'm going to fight to the death for because I think it does amazing things. The game I'm going to talk about next does that for me. Um, but I think if you asked anyone in this room, it's like which w- which would be that game for Dylan? Everyone's like, "Life is strange," and there's something to the power of gaming where people can have such a personal connection to something that's that's well done. Uh, and so, I think Life is Strange is is just to me, it's one of the most important Word Podcast 2016 games. Because of how important it was to you, and
0: that's why well, I'm but it also but not it, to no, say it's, that, it's, it's the discussions that I think that you it the, challenged it, our yes. discussion yes. and the the level of our discussion in a way that I think is super important. And yes. I think it's I, I, that's I'm, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think like um, I really like I said I
2: really enjoyed this game to the point where I it was one of the better games. Yeah. It was it was no it was number eleven on my list. Um, so clearly I got a lot out of this game. Um, so I'm. I'm happy to fight for it to be on the list, but I think I, don't I think, think anyone's that, opposed to it yeah. being on
0: the list. I think that there, are, I think the other thing is that Dylan, you say a lot that you, 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 you didn't have that reaction to the dialogue. And I think a lot of times, and maybe this isn't the case, but like there's a, there's a book in a movie called Youth and Revolt. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. I think I have. It's, um, I love it. I love it so much, but also like I fell in love with it. At the first page, like I just, I was like, all right, I'm in. You know what I mean? And wh- I think when you have that visceral connection with a thing, it's is if you don't, if someone else doesn't have that immediately, and that might be how I am with Star Wars. You know what I mean? And and you don't see it, you just don't see it. So the way you're looking at it is through this different lens. And I think mm-hmm. you you very rarely just do latch onto something with such intensity. And I think that's what happened with this. And like I think that's, I think it's, it's awesome. I f- think it's awesome. Like I think yeah. it's it's important. I think. As human beings, we have to have stuff like that. Like, well, and it's a testament to the, to the game-making. Um, yeah, they, no, fuck, They, dude. Did, they did something really
2: powerful. There's a
0: huge following for Life is Strange. Like, it's not like... Yeah. It is, I, I think that I... It just... It, it's cool. It's cool. I'd be interested to
1: play Remember Me, their previous game, and see if there was any... Yeah. Remember
0: Me? hmm That's why it's so French. Yeah. Oh. oh, I remember that.
1: And then the vampire, never, the vampire game that they're, they're, they're making next. next
0: interesting oh i look forward Ooh. to whatever that studio oh, makes next because i think yeah that i think crazy. that studio did
2: enough great things in life is strange for me to definitely be interested i think life
0: is strange definitely their best game remember me's Like it's i haven't played it. um cool
2: mm. life is strange on the list where, where are, we are we at is that we're at seven yeah so we have One, three two, more three, slots four,
1: five, six, okay um let's so, say let me just go over what's left uh, is that right yeah okay so uh, currently on the list is The Witcher Three, Overwatch, Undertale, Firewatch, Auction Free, Pokemon Go, Life is Strange. That order. What, what's remaining is Inside, Journey, Stardew Valley, Tilt Brush, Fallout Four, and Superhot. Okay, um, this is my single
2: favorite game of the year. Uh, Touch. I think I think I was as vocally supportive of this as Dylan was of Life is Strange, and this to me. And and some of those some of that vocal support didn't even come out on the podcast. It's just in conversations that I've had with people. Um Inside is hands down for
0: me. I, I want that to be on this list. I forgot that Inside was on the list. I don't know what um, happened to me. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say journey. I was like, I don't remember no. me being that passionate about journey. Inside. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Um
2: sorry. I think that Inside is for me, it is the closest to art, higher, art, fine art, that video games has has come in a very, very very long time. I think it does amazing things visually and spatially with depth, with uses contrast and lighting in a way that, that just, there isn't a single pixel on that screen that is not completely decided by these designers and developers and artists about where it's going to be. They do so much with so little because I mean, the, the controls are so simple. The story it's, it's silent and so much of what you're, you have the- i like the ambiguity of it because i love how it allows you to create this own narrative in your head um, i love what they do with everything including the ending i adore the ending um, i know that as a point of contention I know there are people who do not like it um i i find it to be one of the best video games ever made and i i adore it so that's that's all I'm gonna say on inside that's for me moving it to the I, whole, I, I want
0: to say one thing about his points, and then you guys can take your take. Is that what you're getting? you can take your take? Yeah, okay, yeah, no. yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I the only thing I take, I, I think that inside, I don't think it needs to be close to high art. I think it, it is its own class of art. It is, it is, it is art. Like it is, it is what it is. I don't think mm-hmm. it's close to anything. I think it, I think that you could point to that alongside any great art, and I'd be like, cool, that's fine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's worth even distinguishing them, in yeah. my mind. I think it's that. I think I think it's that yeah. Well, I think it's that crafted.
5: That's a very important point. It's it's the most artistic thing this medium has seen uh, in in a long time. I, that's
3: where we get
0: kind of okay. I that, get weird yeah, about that then we get like, into well, the, Yeah, do eh, the fucking eh. say? I think it is a, I open up the A words. masterpiece. Yes, we'll go with that. And it is a level of craft in gaming that I rarely see. Craft is a great word.
5: Um, I think so. I agree with everything you said, and, and you too, Mason. Um, I think. Uh, Dylan, did you want to talk about the ending? Because have we we haven't, talked we haven't really talked about, about, it, about it yet. And I talked
1: about it with David, but yeah, we en- about yeah.
5: It I, I'm sorry, I haven't listened to that episode. Um, That's alright. I'm just the ending's fucking weird. I I like <laughs> fucking I, hate that ending. I, I like the ending.
1: I uh. I'll go into why. So that entire we can the, have the conversation. The entire journey of that kid, and I have no problems with having this thing on this list because I acknowledge the master class and its UX design and its leading people. Blah 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 blah. The, um, But they bring you along on this journey where this kid's trying to get somewhere. And if the reveal was going to be he was going to be back in the facility or it was this huge trick, I would have been all right with that. But it's this weird body horror thing that just did not sit right with me where it's just this thing that comes straight out of left field, makes no sense whatsoever, and then it's this 20-minute sequence of you playing this ghastly, like, gross muffled screaming mass of limbs rolling around everywhere where it's both like horrific and has this tinge of dark humor to it that just did not sit right with me and then it just ends on this what felt to me the equivalent of like a wet fart where it's just like here you go cold clothes <laughs> wow. Reddits. single shaft of light and i was like i can't believe like what? What statement was that entire ending supposed to? What? What was the point?
5: I, I would say that that's an in- Um, the, it is very interesting. Um, I, I got a completely
2: I, different take on that, but go ahead.
5: Alan. Um, I I definitely agree with you on the very last moment where the creature rolls into the sunny field with the single ray of light, and that felt totally off to me. Um, and uh, so the next thing I say, I I know full well could just be construed as pure bullshit, but what is? What what is the game if not a what is a journey if not a series of incredibly unexpected uh, moments and you know I, I think of the scene with the inverted floating bodies and the inverted water right and how jarring and strange that was especially or compared to the the blast fields and then this the moment where you are unexpectedly turned into this massive creature felt uh congruous with with the other unexpected events. It felt th- it felt more unexpected and um and more like pulp horror, but it was still um you know, part of the journey to me. But the structure of like a story like that where it's like this
1: escapism or not escapism, but this this this, this daring escape or this adventure ah. or like this this problem. And I know it's supposed to be this circumvented thing where like the secret ending is that like the monster is controlling you the whole time and you're actually just one of the puppets like the other the other You saw it as escape mannequins.
0: But Wait, there's... the second minute, I thought the other ending is where the other
2: ending. Okay, can I can I speak to this because yeah. I, I have yeah. a whole thing about how the two endings relate to one another and what I think this game represents. Right. Um first off, I have to say that I think the ambiguity of trying to decipher what the game means is part of the beauty for me. Um mm-hmm. I really love the fact that we can have conversations about what it means because your take Dylan on on how the end, the 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 first ending, the the common ending how that is the commoner's ending? Well, no, I I didn't do the other. Ending. I think I that is it, the but... ending. I
0: think that the alternate okay, well, ending let me, adds let me to make, it. But...
2: Let me make the point that I'm making.
0: Um, I think well, house. Now. I, think I was, there's something I, was you. I, was
2: just, I think there's something really salient to this. Um, ambiguous. Oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Um, so I think it's really important that uh, we have these differences and. Take a minute. Two
0: endings. No,
2: no. I had a a very specific point that I was making. Um, Okay. So I will say that I think for me, this is not about escape. This is about a larger critique on uh, fabrication and society and the world we live in that's a very material culture. I think that there's a lot that can be said for watching the world around you. um, Everyone's pushing towards a specific thing. And you can push against it as much as you want, but in the end, you might you might just become a part of it. Um, but I think, to me, the ending was actually very beautiful because, to me, the ending said that even if you become a part of this, even if you get sucked into this, uh, there's a way that, that... There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And there was, there was some symbolic beauty to me of feeling like even if you're a part of this and you feel like you don't have control, um, you can still feel like at the end, there's this... Hope that maybe you can have control, and why I say that is because the second inning, if you find all the orbs, um, relates to you being able to go in and just turn it all off, like that. right, and, yeah, and that flip of a switch, and saying you can't really take one without the other. I think you have to take them both hand in hand, and say that if you if you really want, if you really try, these things that you see happening around you in the world that may be difficult. For you, or maybe hard for you not to feel like you have control of, you can have control of, and you can put a stop to that. Um, I don't know. It's and again, that's th- this is a very imbi- this is my personal take, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of ambiguity here, and I don't think there's ever going to be one right answer, and I don't think they will ever speak to what th- right. is the thing. And I think to me, that's where the beauty in this game.
1: And I think that's that's from. my issue with it is that when I ha- when most films most stories like this when it's purposely ambiguous there's usually a point there's a break point where it's like okay now we're gonna explain everything like Westworld was like that to a certain extent and that was kind of my expectation playing through it it's like all right these things don't make sense now but they're going to reveal themselves in time but then it kept going and going and I'm everything I liked everything about that game like I liked the inverted water the puzzles about that all the scientists watching you the woman in the water everything like that But, and even when you get absorbed by the monster and he's, you know, running around the facility, even then I was like, okay, this is all going to be explained in due time. And then nothing. And it's, and it's not that there's any ambiguity in it. It's that it's all ambiguity. And like, there's no anchoring point to make any assessment for my own, because I don't like, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not big into literary analysis. Like you know, we, I read *The Color Purple* in undergrad, and we talked about the anima and the animus, and how like this represents the masculinity of society, and this re- represents the fe- femininity of society. And it's like, but was that what the author's intent was? Because like I could say this story is about anything, and I could be hailed as a genius if I give it the right spin, but. I want to know what the author... What was my connection supposed to be with the creators of this game? And I felt like I was being given none of that outside the fact of, this is this kid. He is scared. He's trying to run. So, to to your point, there's a very famous uh,
2: philosophical and higher critical essay called Death of the Author by Roland Barthes. And essentially, he is arguing that the intent of the author is superfluous to the perception of the viewer. And so from the moment that something is published or put out in the wild, um, that that his or her intent is no longer uh, representative of the actual meaning intrinsic to a piece because the actual meaning does not, meaning is derived from the perceived uh, meaning. Meaning that um, you, Dylan, what you are getting from inside is what inside means. And so if, if, if to you, it's just ambiguous crap, that is what there. it doesn't matter what their. Intention okay. Is, right? Well then maybe, um, maybe
1: the point of like trying to connect with the author is not the point, but yes, trying to derive something directly from the piece. Right. Like, like and, and there was nothing.
2: I, yeah. And that's what, and I'm saying more of that. That is a critique of me. I, I do not like this idea of, so what, one of the things when I was studying my MFA in photography, we had to do a lot of, um, analysis of author intent, right? And granted of photographs, but still author intent. And so a lot of the reading kind of stemmed from that. Um, and I never uh, liked that interpretation because I always liked to think that I had my intent or the author's intent or the artist's intent had to be kind of taken into consideration. So for me, when I pulled something out of Inside, it's with this understanding that I thought they were trying to say something, um, but whether they were or not, I think that's where that ambiguity is. Um, that in and of itself might even be part of what they're trying to say. And in a way, your frustration might even be something that they were after. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, to me, that's where that work. And that's me- why
1: David liked it. So if you listen to the podcast with David yes. on it, he's just like, I loved it because it was being like, Fuck you. Like, you're, just yeah. gonna, um, you're done. And I think I think that it's
2: all too rare that people can put out a work of art that begs questions. And I think that something that can make someone so in love with it or so despise it, I think that that is a testament to something well done, um, because there's a... No- and, and I think a lot of that is owed to the ambiguity, um, which I think is interesting. Um,
0: I
4: have thoughts.
0: Okay. The... I think to your point, I, one, of, one of my favorite constructs in, in media, in, in in our program, we even go through is that Perception is all that matters. Like how a thing is perceived, that's all that's real. Like whatever, and this is something that they hammered when I was in like hundred point. You can th- try to say something really well. How people perceive what you're saying is all that matters because that's your ability to. That's how your ability to be a storyteller or a communicator or an artist. Like that's perception is all that matters. At the end of the day, when we create work, because that's the only thing that's going to be judged by is how other people view it. Right. I think having ambiguity is really important because I think it allows that that conversation to happen. I think inside is purposely ambiguous, but I don't think it's as ambiguous as I don't know. I, I, I feel like I fall in between because I think that inside actually was pretty clear cut in terms of um the overall, like this is a, I think that it had a very clear point of view that got more ambiguous as it went on. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where that you guys divided I saw it as a classism thing. Like I thought there was this fucking whole narrative about like this. Well, I agree with that. This, I, and, I picked and, up and on I think that too. That, yeah, elitist like, class, Yeah, I think that they they actually and maybe it's not ambiguity. I think that Inside actually had a, a lot of very clear cut themes, and I'm not saying you're not saying that. I'm 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 thinking through this. I think to where. Dylan brought up a point where it was this body horror thing that felt incongruous to the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. I kind of I didn't mind I can take a fucking give me the 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 term, the 180. I'll 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 play ball. I thought it was weird because I thought the body like it is a masterclass in animation. That thing's crazy. Like what how that thing reacts to the space around it is amazing. Constantly grabbing out stuff, things like that. But totally I felt a little off when I'm throwing this cube over, like yeah. it's kind like of it
5: turns funny. Into a yeah. comedy. It's it did it, it, turn into comedy, yeah. And it's I th- interesting
1: because I, I, I,
2: thought
0: interesting. Was, yeah,
2: I, no, I thought it was, yeah, no, I thought it was a comedy. I thought it was interesting when you said that because I, I, I had the same, I range, didn't get that because
0: I, uh, I was, man, I was, I was. There are death scenes in that game that just, rub yeah. like the dog snapping. Whew, man. Yeah. Oh, like, it's a dark game. It's oh, a very dark game. So I think you know when I say that it's not actually as ambiguous as maybe I, I didn't say as ambiguous is that very clearly they made a decision and and i and maybe it's just my take on it cuz i think that zombie horror is funny like i think i find this funny because i just, i felt totally it shifted in a way that i i had a harder time following um but i don't think it rubbed me the wrong way i think it just it felt it was a turn um i will say it is the best realization of making you feel like a monster of any game I've ever played. Like, I felt the way they have the people move around you, the way that they run away from you, the way that mm-hmm. you are, um, like, you're powerful. Like, you become, it, it goes from you're this super weak character, this hyper powerful, you yeah. know, all your verbs are now
1: destruction as opposed to running. Yeah, breaking through walls, things like that. Um...
2: Well, it's interesting that you say they were afraid of you, because to me, I took it that they respect you.
0: Well, they help there you, was This And, and that's that They want to recapture you, at least. Yeah. That's how I saw it. So, yeah... I don't know. I don't but know. But you kill that one guy, like you straight up oh, fucking ignore like, that brain guy. guy. Yeah. I was I no, didn't. But I'm not on board with. This. I was not. I wasn't. So the other thing is that I I felt like I was running from this thing, and then I became the monster, and then I I, I just the one guy's very that's the metaphor running away from me. Uh huh. And I'm like, I've been running this whole game. I don't want to kill you, and the yeah. game gave me no option but to kill it, and I thought that was interesting. Powerful though. That's sure. No, yeah, no, no. I'm I'm that. not I'm not opposed love to it. That. I think that they might. Best thing about this game is that it is play deads inside. It is this group of people's thing. Yes, that's, that's how I feel about it. This is this is their take. I'm into it. But I can totally see why people wouldn't be into it. I can yeah. totally see oh, why it sure. doesn't work. People don't like um David Lynch movies. You know what I mean? Like there are yep. there are things that don't work, but they still it we are better as a society for them existing. People um, don't like David Lynch eating donuts. People don't like catching the rye. You know what I mean? Like I go to that all the time, but I think that like this is a case of like you're either you're into it or you're not. Um, so inside's on the list? Inside. Oh, duh. Yeah. No, without a fucking doubt. No, it's not. No, take it off. I have one complaint. I think that Inside does a very good job of teaching you by failing. I think there are times where you fail, and the the checkpoints in the game are very good, yeah. but there are times where, like, I know what I need to do. I know exactly what I need to do. I don't want to go through the fucking song and dance of raising the water, lowering yeah. the water, raising the water again. Yeah. Or like wait, that waiting for, for the sound waves to like pass. Right. Like-, like there are times where that game there's two games I felt like I was playing. I was playing this like you're going, you're going, you're going and then it's like no stop. No stop. Mm-hmm. No stop. Because yeah. I'm making mistakes because I'm getting frustrated with it. Um, but man, animation. That game does stuff with that is the most scale I've ever felt. Um. In a 2d game but really i felt like i had so much this, this game does stuff with spatially that is incredible like even games need to look to that as a case study and how to present to you things that you're small this is big you're big this is small mm-hmm. that's good stuff And i think rogue one does that really well i want you to see rogue one because i think that rogue one's mm-hmm. big fight sequence does scale in a when incredibly you know, impressive I see way. It. all right sorry it's your turn oh fuck
1: got lock you it you lock be, one in it's the last one mm-hmm. no it's the last two last yeah, two two more yeah, yeah. This number minus one because oh because the the top one takes okay, it sweet
0: oh I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in super hot then
1: well here how about we since yeah. since, since we're at the last two why don't we why
5: don't you both say what you guys are thinking I don't feel particularly strongly about any of these actually um, didn't play Stardew Valley um I think I I would pick Tilt Brush over Fallout 4. Well, let me say yeah. what's left. So we have
1: Journey, Stardew Valley, Tilt Brush, Fallout Four, and Super Hot. We have to pick two of them. So you you're feeling strongly about Super Hot, Mason? Is there anything here anyone really wants to strongly take off?
0: Uh, I have. I would take off Fallout Four. I would take off Tilt Brush. So my my thing about I I'm I'm of two minds because the I had a I think Google Earth VR is the most important thing I've done in VR. In my that was pretty adult, incredible in watching life. that. I think Tilt Brush is an excellent experience. I, I think it, I think it could go on. It could come. I think that I experienced it. You ex- enough of experience we can speak to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And this is where we get in the messy area. Is Tilt Brush a game?
1: I think so. Mm. I, I think I would consider it a game as much as.
2: W- I mean, it's a utility.
1: I but, but I, I can but see
2: it, making the argument it's a game. It's a
0: game. No. Can be. You could make mechanics. I disagree. I disagree. I, you can make mechanics. You can make rules. And I'm not saying, saying, I'd say tiltbrush is I'm closer to saying, a toy
5: than a utility.
0: I'm not saying this defines if it goes in the list. It, I think that in my understanding of what Tilt Brush is, I'm not sure it's a game. Because if, if, it, if, so, if that was the case, I would have put Google Earth VR on my list. Or podcast I, best software played sure, 2016. Sure. And maybe I'm getting in the weeds about it. No, I, I, okay, I, think I think that's, that's an about, important distinction I struggled
2: to make. so obviously VR is very important to me, and I struggled with whether to or what to include in terms of VR. Um, the reason I included tilt brush is that for me personally, it was foundational. It was it was it showed me this is something I could do as a career. Um, this is something that is a new medium that's very powerful. Uh, the thing I think with tiltbrush is it's it's almost more if we put this on the list it's almost more a recognition of a medium than it is of a single experience and I don't know if that's what we want to do that's why I asked you about this the other day um and I'm okay I'm okay pulling tiltbrush because I think tiltbrush had more value for me than us as a podcast um I think that it's a very important thing for a lot of people to go do and experience. Um, but I would agree that it is more of an experience, a software, it is more of an experience than it is a game.
1: Um, and I would agree with that to that point, Mason, but I, um, I would say no matter which I feel like a VR experience needs to be. On I, the agree. I, I it, agree. Maybe it's not tilt brush. Maybe it's nothing that's, Currently I mean, on any of these lists. Well, but. the
2: lab. If we're gonna do that, if it, if we're gonna say it's a game, the lab at least fits that. There are even, games
0: in the lab. I just wanted to broach um, the topic of what are we? What?
2: And it's valid. I struggled with that. It was between Tilt Brush and Life is Strange for me. About which was like number ten. I'm
1: glad you chose wisely. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I th- I think Tilt Brush, but but it was it was that thing. It was like I think Life is Strange is. I, I chose Tilt Brush because it was more important to me knowing that we would have the conversation that Life is Strange is more important to the podcast. And so...
0: I, dark Horse.
2: The reason... What's your Dark Horse? I think the, the most... No. I think the <laughs>
0: most important experience that I've had in VR outside of Google Earth is watching you play Rec Room.
2: Rec Room is really interesting. Room, I haven't had enough yeah. time in Rec Room to feel
0: but when one I, way or the other. But. The, besides my personal... And I've done a lot of VR at this point. Google Earth hit me in a way that i google earth it, is amazing it's fucking i was just like what like i was i was geeking out <laughs> oh, i was, it, i felt i felt scale i was on board i was way into it that's the thing where if i was like you do this first you do this first and don't do anything else dylan i'm just kidding yes sir no but like if sarah's gonna put a vr headset i'm like do google earth because it's in it's in your terms rec room when dan realized that he could talk to people the stories that come out of rec room where people are being exploited in vr it's raising a bunch of ethical concerns i think it's and using the game and using game question. Rec- there are games rec-, in rec room. Rec
2: room yeah. is a I mean, game you can you can play Google v Google Earth. Is and, and, well, rec room is a platform less of think, a game of like, games. with games in it. Yeah, um,
0: it uses game as this social yep. construct yep. to mm. get you to interact on terms that you understand. Like I think it's using games. to would be to so proud Tutorialize of. VR in a way that I find incredibly interesting. Yep, I think it's smart. that It's free. I think the Average Hards are smart. It's low poly. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot. Rayman-esque. All right. Well, I recognize my game of the year, even though I haven't played it. Good. All right. Good. <laughs> um, sorry. I, that, I just think that, I think that there we can... Sorry. So
2: here's one that I think we're not talking... We're, we're kind of at that point where it's like, well, which do we keep? Which do we take away? There's a game on here that you guys have already fought for strongly that I could see being on this list, especially since I think it's been important to two of the four of us, and I've had enough enjoyment with it. I think Stardew Valley should be on the list okay because you I guys are now. you guys are pretty strongly in favor of that if we I do that, that that means that we only have one left, and that's what we're debating about
0: um, All right. so let's tentatively put surdu valley over here well I would so if that's the case and we're talking about this and that means that the the most sensitive one is probably super hot for me And journey in journey and i i could i think we can i think journey i've i love journey i think journey but i think that well I don't know I think that to me
1: Were the experiences in journey similar i mean i mean this this is going to be a qualitative thing you know did you enjoy quote unquote the experience you maybe you've had in a vr experience more than journey any of you saying like going back to the argument is like all right maybe it's not maybe it's not going to be tilt fresh maybe it's some other vr thing choice that's not on here i think the experiences i
5: had in journey were unique to journey okay
2: I think you should speak to journey some Alex because sure. I've been speaking to journey a bit yeah and I think and I think
5: and so I actually I watched Dan's entire playthrough and I had my own both before and after um, and one I mean, thing Alex yeah fed Alex. Um, and one thing Dan obviously did not see is that I played the game very much the way Alex will play a game where I'm everything. I'm getting kind of like frustrated with the way the other person's behaving and like like swearing at them and, and like beeping my my little fucking beep <laughs> Like trying to communicate, I'm like beep, beep, like whatever the, the noise is, and like, and that could mean absolutely anything. And then there are the moments where you're going through the game alone, and you know, look at this beautiful landscape, look at the things around you. Um, and I, I the experience I had in that game is not an experience you can have in another game, and so, um, that team just released Abzu um which is kind of like an, an aquatic version. Wait, that's the same. No, I don't think it's the same. That's not team. the same team. That's uh, the it, comparison that's everyone's comparison. making. I, I, I heard it was the same team. That
0: game company made Journey. Uh, they made Flower and um, I
5: um, Initially I was very excited about Abzu. And I, I, maybe it's just Austin Wintery is the link between the two. Um, but when I heard that it there was no um, other player element, you know, it, it was more of a, an all rails experience. I decided to just not buy it because that experience of, of encountering a stranger and interacting with them and going on this journey is not something that um, I have been able
0: to find anywhere else. And that was the, like the core of, of the journey. game. I think there's a lot of arguments you can make for the ambiguity found in inside that I also would levy towards um, journey. I think journey has a lot to say, but it's also a lot of on your, your reaction to what it's saying.
5: It was the most meditative game I played because Yeah, there's so little. There's, um, trying to find a better word than meaningless. Um, because all the the things the game puts forth, um, doesn't have meaning attached to it, and and it's on you to create that meaning in your head and form the story yourself.
0: I think what Journey does, Dylan, have you played Journey? No. You gonna play it? Yes. All right. Yeah, we want to talk about the ending, but I mean, I think that's probably what was super interesting to me about what journey did is that it did the unexpected it did something unexpected to me in that regard and i played this like years ago um and i'll, oh I'll walk away God, from I super hot that, yeah. i i think that super hot is very unique in that i've the only one i think it's one of the most important games to come out this year i think it's one of the most innovative to come out this year um but also i think it's worth coming back to next year if you know like i think that you guys could play it and maybe it'll be a rogue legacy or something like that um I will say, though, if it's comparing, I think now that I've been thinking about it, I think that Rec Room is one of the most formative moments for me as a game designer, watching people use a game. I know that's moving away from Journey, but I'm saying like that's where I'm now. Whereas I think that Journey does, I think Inside does the ambiguity in a way that I found more interesting than Journey. Um, and I'm not saying you have to compare these one-to-one. I'm just saying we gotta, we got to start figuring it out. Well, let's look at the Fallout 4. I'm not going to fight for Super Hot anymore.
5: Well, why don't we raise hands?
0: All right.
1: All right. Are we raising the cut or raising the keep? To keep. To keep. All right. Who wants to keep Fallout 4? All right. No one raised their hand. Fallout 4 has gone. Uh, super Hot?
0: No, we can let it go. Okay.
1: So right now it's Journey versus Tilt Brush, but we're thinking of turning Tilt Brush into something else.
0: I would say, I mean, I'll, I'll go. To, I'll take Tilt Brush versus Rec Room in my i mean i can you'll take tilt brush over rec room is that what you're saying no i'll talk through it. i mean i want i want to hear dan i mean vr is not just, i think vr is incredibly important to dan but vr is also important to all of us as uh, whether designers in the game space whether we're designers in any medium like it is it is a huge so
2: i uh, read an interesting article the other day so everyone's been touting 2016 as the year of vr And I think it's important that we recognize that 2016 is not the year of VR. 2016 was the introduction of VR. Because this is a medium that's going to go on for a long time. And one of the things about 2016 being the introduction of VR is that most of the things that came out for virtual reality, and again, we're talking true virtual reality here, interactable room scale, that sort of thing, is that they very often have not felt like fully realized experiences I think that for the purpose of this list and this year I don't think that we should have any And I, I even debated even including any VR things on my list um, I don't know if we should even have a VR thing on the list this year because I don't know if anything in the medium right now has been more than a demo uh, and I think that we're doing a disservice to some of the things that could be on this list that are important to us and the podcast. Um, and I say that with the understanding that uh, if we don't include something in VR, my honorable mention will be that for the very reason that it's very informative and important to me personally. Um, but I also think that, you know, we're going to have, there will be VR experiences that come out three, five years from now that we're going to look back and be like, did we really think that? Anything was worth a damn. Now, I do think that one VR experience that people are going to look back on and see as a thing that stands on its own versus something that was a foundation that people built upon is Google Tilt Brush. I think Google Tilt Brush on its own stands uh, in a way that we will always look back on and be like, man, that was that was pretty impressive. I think Rec Room does amazing things right now, but it's just scratching the surface of what social and VR sure. is going to be. Sure. Um, all of that being said, I'm going to say let's take off. The conversation about Tilt Brush or Rec Room, sure, and no, I, no, and no, I no, can no. say I'll I can I'm I'm happy to make Tilt Brush my honorable mention, um, with all of those caveats that I just mentioned. Uh, I think that Tilt Brush, what my honorable mention for Tilt Brush is going to be, is uh, a great a, a, the best glimpse into the future of where the medium is going. Um,
1: I can dig that. Well, I already moved Journey over to ten, so I mean it's all.
0: <laughs> well, in that case, though, I would I would rival Super Hot. Journey and, and Mason's fighting okay. for Super Hot.
2: All right, um, and we've all decided Fallout Four. We talked a lot. Well, now, that,
0: now that VR is coming off, I am re interested in putting Fallout Four back in the conversation. Okay. Alright. Uh, the only uh, reason I the only I reason know. I
2: say this is because we talked a lot about Fallout Four this year. We have spent many many hours this year in this room so talking about Fallout Four.
0: To that point, I offer I would take Fallout Four over Journey and Super Hot. As the importance to the Ward podcast, and then I can put Super Hot as my honorable mention. I'm fine with that. But
1: Alex, how do you feel?
5: Um, about Super Hot or about the four? Sorry, the three we have on there. About Fallout Four over Journey. I'd take Journey over Fallout Four any day. What but would I'm you?
0: saying that I what I said to that was that Fallout Four. I think Fallout Four goes no the list then. we take Journey and Super Hot off. I think Journey is very important to you. I think Super Hot is very important to me. Um, but I think that. It's there's more support. I I see I saw more Fallout Four this year than maybe any game on this list. Journey was a very
1: like month of November, December.
0: That, that's that's yeah, yeah, I fucking love Journey. I'm saying, bad. Bad. Fair. Yeah, I don't like I'm saying that like that's like it's when a fucking amazing game. That's yeah. when it, its resurgence came back, back. And I think for us.
2: I think there's also something to be said for recognizing games that came out this year or kind of this year. Fallout four was kind of this year. It had content that came out this year. Um it had content that came, came out this it. year. Um, I think that Superhot did come out this year. I
1: think Journey, it's been like. What if what, we take Witcher years? Three off the list, put Journey. You
2: know, now that you put it that way, I suppose yeah, we yeah. could take. Uh, maybe life just isn't that, that like,
0: Yeah, you can, you guys can take Witcher Three off, but <laughs> when you guys all finally play the Witcher Three, you'll be like, what the fuck are we talking <laughs> you about? You'll find nine no, to do it's, back. It's on my. I, I, no, no. no I, listen, hey, if you guys, hey. I, I. No, I'm fine with Witcher. 3. I okay. know Witcher Three
2: is your. I know that. I'm fine with that. Um. Right.
0: So, but still, not my my game of the year is still probably not Witcher Three.
2: I think I think based on the Ward Podcast best games of 2016, I think we talked a whole hell of a lot about Fallout 4 mm-hmm. to at least warrant it being on this list.
0: I have an idea. Let me read you this list, and you tell me what podcast we're talking about. <laughs> the Witcher 3, Overwatch, Undertale, Firewatch, Oxenfree, Pokemon Go, Life is Strange, Inside, Stardew Valley, and Fallout 4. I think that. That's yeah. Feels very That's Ward fucking. That, like, is the, that is the Ward podcast. I could have guessed this list last night, and it's been pretty close, except for me. Stardew Valley, I felt was like a little. You have a wild card. Um, you know, it's funny though because I, I, and Undertale, I would have thought Undertale, I, I, thought Undertale would have not made it.
2: Stardew Valley, I so kind of assume because you guys have been really into it most of the year. I, I, kind of assumed Stardew Valley would be on the list. Undertale was a surprise.
0: But to the point of of Stardew Valley and Undertale, they're both so, and Stardew Valley in particular. Is just so positive in a way that I really just I'm you know, twenty sixteen I could I could use a couple more.
1: So agree with that? Then we're good. Lock it in. All right. What's the next part? Award ceremony. We gotta make titles. Superlatives. Okay. Yeah, this is my favorite right. part. Right. I I have some ideas. Sweet. Do you wanna uh hold on? Uh do we wanna do ra- round robin
0: again or open discussion? What do you wanna do? So so, this is the hard part about because we don't have categories. So, we're making categories for each one, right? So, we're not evaluating them based on how they sit against each other. We're not evaluating them based on up and down. And I think this is a very good 10. I think this represents us as a collective very well. I agree. I think it also represents a lot of like, we're very interested in narrative. We're very interested in mechanics. We're very interested in like the social stigmas that are associated with games. Um, that's cool. I would shy away from being like, this is. And we can have these conversations. I think that if you're going to say something like the best graphics or the best story," it's going to lead to a lot of interesting discussion, but I also think that we have more interesting things to say about the story or the look. that's my that's best, my take on yeah. that.: Best
5: almost feels reductive to the things we could say about something yeah. but
0: also if if we want to talk about what you know the best best gameplay mechanics Pokemon go,
5: obviously, get out. You're gone, done. Yeah, yeah, That's right, the right, last right, words you'll ever say on this podcast, to, I just wanted
0: to see the steam come out of Mason's ears. I think it's a. It, it knows what it is, and I uh, guess it does it. Guess <laughs> it does it. Best, <laughs> Best thing that knows what it is, and we guess it does it. Pokemon Go. I will take Pokemon that. Pokemon Go versus the toaster. They're both very good at what they do. Like, guess oh. it does it. in The Mason Brown story.
1: <laughs> One satisfies <laughs> me.
2: Best, use, I think Pokemon Go is is. Best innovative use of technology, to in 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 a gameplay setting. In a gameplay setting,
0: I think I think that I'll take that on this list. It's the most. I mean, it's. I mean,
5: there are a lot of things we could say about all these, but uh, that feels pretty solid to sure. me. Best use of technology. I think
0: Pokemon Go is the most innovative on this list. Uh, yeah, most innovative. Sure, Pokemon right. Go. I'll go with that. Write that down. Hey guys, remember we saying don't do like these big. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I like I like superlatives like that. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm too. If we want to go down that route, I'm not. Decree. It's just hard um, when you get into
2: something like best art direction because there are probably no, like, four games like, on like that's like that's a little
0: like nah. I think best. I, okay. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, there
2: are there are there are a lot of games on here. With, like I think obviously we can all agree that Undertale has the best art direction. So it's like, no hands down, no <laughs> doubt about it, no doubt. Uh, well, I think I bet <laughs> you that we could say you.
0: Firewatch is the best art direction, and we could. I but, so but here's the thing. Is that the most
1: important part about Firewatch? No, and that's the point that I
5: wanted to bring up. Okay, good. That's perfect.
2: Great. Yep. Love
1: it. Love it. Get done. <laughs> ooh,
2: ooh hold hold huge big. I w-
5: ooh, I would actually argue with that. I think the art direction is invaluable to the tone no, no, of no, the feeling it is creates. Is it the
1: best thing? That is it the Watch most important does? thing about Firewatch. If Firewatch no. had a different art no. style. Nope.
2: Most most lasting feels for me is most Firewatch. Last, yes.
5: Like actually, Firewatch yeah. is the
0: thing that I still feel <laughs> best Alzheimer's. So, the Witcher Threes ending is up there with like Red Dead Redemption for being like, holy fucking shit. Like, that's a, that. I, man. And I want to talk about it.
1: Best irrevocable change.
2: But I
0: can't,
1: because
2: then you're going to have beaten it. I'm going to play Witcher 3. That is going to be a game. I, I, I fixed, gonna, I'm I,
5: gonna I, I just it fixed Uma. The little. I might play a bunch
0: of it. Oh, a yeah, mutated yeah, yeah, yeah. thing.
1: Where's like a yellow
2: jumpsuit,
0: oh, dude, Samurai I forgot Sword. That they circle back to that. Yeah, I was man. like,
1: wait, I thought we were staying on Skeleton.
0: The, the Witcher 3. Interweaves so many stories at so many given points, and that's why it's really hard if you play it.
2: So, best storytelling, would you say? Well, that's Not why I said on
1: mine, best grandest adventure because, like, grandest I think it's a good one. It's, I think it is. It like it takes you somewhere. Well, on everything on this I list,
2: t- I think of everything on this list, that's hands down the grandest adventure. Yes. Fallout Four, maybe you could argue that, but I think, I think there's
0: things that Fallout Four does better. What a grand adventure in the wasteland! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's but like I, carnival barker. I like, think what's cool about best. Advent or grandest adventure is that it, it it feels true to what Witcher 3 does very well where it's like we're going to you were going to engage with this world. Yeah.
1: And we could argue back and forth about how good a certain plot point or dialogue choice was, but I think overall but you enter that realm, you're going on a fucking
0: adventure. No, I'm I I think Witcher 3 is the grandest adventure. I i I'll, I'll talk to my points about if we come up to it later. Okay, that's fine. I'm trying to think of something
5: for for Overwatch because in a best sense sports it, game best hip hop <laughs> best, best sports sport. game is not bad um most um because they they take they take most humans shooting. and make them in a, a, an accounted for variable is that the only shooter on the uh, list it is the most thoroughly tested Fallout. game on this list in the context of the way humans behave because there's no way you can create these loops and these strategies without having such a thorough understanding of player behavior
2: like a true sociology major
5: right
0: i <laughs> uh, did undergrad Doing but, something like for I could, you. I, have I could write my thesis on it. I would describe Overwatch, shit. whereas Overwatch, Overwatch to me is the game with the least rough edges. That game is just fucking shine. Mo- most, most, polished. Yeah. most polished. Most that's polished. How, that's how you're supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? Least, ru- r- least roughest edges. Getest, dunnest. I think it is the, and <laughs> I, I think it's It's the. I would actually argue it's. The problem with most polished is I almost feel like it's reductive to what it is, though. But I think it's it's the. The most but if like if you were a blizzard employee
1: that's the award you want because like well, that because sure. that's like their namesake basically like those I two would, things go w- hand
2: in hand I will say and it's from a very different type of polish but the level of polish in inside is
1: also very high. sure and i agree a hundred percent and that's a very different type of polish but yeah. I would say best ux or something like because it does feel like when the 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 angle when you describe like it's it's the way it makes a uh, the player, the way it leads a player through it, unconsciously, and I, I think, think they do amazing things it. with that. Yeah,
0: um, I, I think also, that's. Oh, good. So I think that there are things that Inside does better than its polish, right? And I think that also Inside is very polished, but there's also points where I got into the loops where I was stuck in checkpoint loops, and like I feel like that. Yep. Whereas with Overwatch. Overwatch, like my frustrations with the game are my abilities. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean, and it's the same thing with inside. You can pick up at Overwatch and play it, but I'm supposed to be bad at Overwatch, right? I'm not supposed to be bad at inside. I'm supposed to engage with inside on this. I'm going to the right. That is inside. I'm going to the right, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't want me to go to the right. So let's say Overwatch
2: most polished. Agreed. Agreed. And All then right. we'll we'll come back to inside. Um. I I I like my superlative that I said for Undertale at the beginning of the. I think, I think I said, like, the most subversive use of a classic game mechanic or something like that. Like, the way that they take uh, they take a lot of tropes and then totally just slap it all in the face mm-hmm. by having the ending that they have and kind of restarting everything and have everyone react to it. Well, your... then
0: the game also subverts the tropes the entire time you play it, too. Either the right. combat loops, the right. characters, Or it's humor. It's It's completely. completely, I think it's like
1: solve this puzzle. You just walk up to a newspaper flyer and read it. The old is
0: new is old is new is subversive award.
1: (laughs) Uh, Is that what we want to go with? Because that might. I don't know if that touches on like what I think is good. Is that it's heartwarming nature
5: about
0: most heartwarming most determination subversive.
5: Audible sigh.
2: Most likely to piss off Alex, Undertale. <laughs> Ooh, that's not
1: bad. Only if that's a recurring award.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have one every year. What, most likely to piss off Alex. Can I, I'm, so, I'm okay with that. I think Undertale, to me, is incredibly genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whereas I think that there are games on here that have. I think that there are subversive elements to Inside. In terms of how it's using you as a player or and Firewatch. the storytelling, yes, I think the subversive parts of Firewatch, like I think actually that Undertale is very subversive, but it's kind of like I'm subversive, like it's, put, right. it's telling you it's subversive. Where I think what Firewatch is like I'm questioning me. So I think that the, the to me what resonated with Undertale is how genuine it was. It just felt it felt like Toby's like this is me, man. I'm fucking this guy, and this is my take on the world. Fucking this guy. I think so, genuine's
2: a good way because then it, it speaks to the heartwarming thing you're talking to, Dylan. It speaks yeah. to. The way the way they use the mechanics the and it's, high, it's the, rooted. It's a genuine. It's all, rooted. It's all yeah. genuinely like the, whether it's the narrative elements or the mechanics, it, they're all rooted from a genuine place to tell this story that way. And there's uh, no and decision engaging. in that
0: game that yeah. I don't think comes from a place of other of complete admiration for where it's coming from. Yep. Who is talking to? Like, I think that game is in love with what it's doing. Yeah, I'd agree with
2: that. I'm all right with that. Cool. Most genuine, right, Alex? Uh, Firewatch.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that for for. Uh... Oh, I we tell. said yeah. we Genuine said
2: anyone shit. We said Firewatch, right? We said Firewatch is the best story of the year. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
5: no, we I think we jo- we were making jokes about the art direction movement. We, we didn't actually say it. Oh, no, Um. Most last, I, I, lasting I tier, most lasting most feels most
2: yeah, most lasting impression.
0: Didn't isn't that what we said? I would right say
1: here? best gone home. <laughs> I think it's most, Yeah, think yeah that most speaks, speaks
0: yeah, lasting that impression sure. gone home. Yeah. I I think um so I don't I I really wish you guys played the Witcher three ending, um, because I think that they they compete in my head for the most lousy. And the way that the way the Witcher three stuck with me is not what I expected the Witcher three to do. And if you don't get the ending, I it's it's so specific specific to this thing. Uh, kill
1: Yennefer! Don't kill Yennefer! Yeah. No, it's not that. I, Witcher, I I I don't want to
2: get into specifics. Cause I I if you want to talk spoilers, I can leave. But um, no. My only question for you is because. Firewatch for me, and this may not have been the case with you, made me actually like question me as an adult who's going into the phases of adulthood where you suddenly question the decisions you've made in your oh, life. Without a doubt, does I agree 100%. does Witcher make you make those personal evaluations the way that Firewatch does?
0: No, but what The Witcher Three does is that it very specifically uses language that you play the game for hundreds of hours, and it. It is. You said that, but like, it, to get this one line. To get this one line, and it's so specific, but it is so important. And I think that you know, Dylan and I've been talking a lot about is 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 you know what is the state of like sexism in the Witcher? What is the state right, of, right. of relationships in the Witcher? And I think when you, I mean, when when it happens, it solidifies the character to me in a way that I'm like, that's my guy, because that's the story they were trying to tell, and I didn't realize that that's what they were doing until this, and then it, it reframed everything to me and
1: i would agree like i would not say that firewatch i think firewatch tells a good story i enjoyed my time with it but I, I wouldn't say it made the most lasting impression on me so i would agree with mason simply for the fact that i don't and i'm not trying to shit on firewatch
0: i thought it's a fantastic game top 10
2: i think we all we're all celebrating it's the this. only game that was on all of
0: our lists i listen to me i think firewatch is the war podcast game of the year <laughs> Ooh, I'll take that. I said on mine,
1: best furthering of the medium, because I see so much of what it just, it took the ball from Gone Home and just kept running. And I think...
2: In, I, th-
0: I think I like that too, actually. I think that, I think it challenged I, what I think games can do.
2: Really? Because I think there are a lot of other things on here that are more furthering of the medium than...
1: I think Inside does a lot of things, but like for the things that I... We can say best furthering of the medium, narrative, best furthering of the medium, mechanical, if we want to break it down like that.
2: I'm down, I'm down for that, sure. Um, yeah,
0: most farthering,
2: but then we run into like we called Pokemon Go most innovative. It's like, eh.
1: Or well, we could say technologically innovative.
2: Yeah, I, I almost yeah. like your your best gone home description for Firewatch. Just <laughs> like, gone home. Uh, I, best I, gone my, home
0: since gone home. But I think it's an improvement on what gone home. Does. I agree. Um, um, so right, how about we this? can come back to it? I think Firewatch. So <laughs> Firewatch brings up um uh, dementia mm-hmm. in a way that I think it I think Firewatch walked a line of using games as a way to talk about issues. And I don't know how to manifest that in a word, but I I think that and maybe I'm and maybe Life is Strange did it very well as well. I don't know how to, I don't maybe you don't compare them that way. Witcher 3 did not do that. <laughs> like I mean it did. It did actually it did. It talked about dementia. like there are issues. Man that is they put lame. Through, but I think that Firewatch had a very I'm more afraid of dementia than I've ever been because of Firewatch. I think it shows just how crippling it is in a relationship, how crippling it is to you, how it, cha- it makes you challenge your reality. Most
1: thought-provoking. Yeah, I'm down with that. Oh, yes. Cool. I
2: think, again, I think most, you say the same about Inside, but I, I'm, I'm down with that.
0: But I think there's things that Inside does very well of, that are also... That it's thought provoking in nature, but I think that what Inside does so well is it just it grabs you, in no It Inside takes advantage of you as a player in a way yeah. that I find really sure. Show sure. yep. me on the doll. All right, another question. Where Play Dead touched you, and I'm a, I. I also think that um, Firewatch is the most human. In a way that I I agree with that. I found really I felt like I when you're picking the dog at the beginning and like mm-hmm. and I seriously
2: I,
5: I, those eight minutes made me cry. And you're
2: a man always. who's running away from his wife because you can't handle the pressures of I, I, and and that's that to me like when i say that when it was the most impactful it's like there are so many moments in life where i've wanted to to run away i've wanted Holy. to just get in my car and drive and it's mm-hmm. like that game does an amazing job at straddling the questions of what responsibility in life means um I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I think most, what what was it you, you said, Dylan?
1: What, what was thought-provoking?
2: Most thought-provoking. I'm, I mean, yeah.
1: Because, I mean, the, the things you were, I'm sure. sorry, I kind of blanked out, but like, whatever the statement you previously ma- made, it felt like auction-free and life is strange. Most human? Most human. I feel like auction-free fights at the same weight. I agree. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're right, right. You're right.
0: And auction-free yeah. wasn't thought, I mean, auction you're right. Thought-provoking, good. Great point. I, I, think, I
5: think Firewatch takes that a step further solely because it is a first person game and it makes you the person in a way that um, uh, Oxenfree is still just telling the story right. in yes. first person.
2: I will say I see them as a natural evolution of one another because I think that Oxenfree tackles the human elements of what it's like to be a high schooler or a young adult. Whereas I think Firewatch tackles the human elements of what it means to be an adult. I think ox- um, okay. But that's, that's in that realm of things, I, I think they're connected. You but- might
1: not like this idea.
2: Oxenfree Free is also
1: more of a romp to me. But what if we said Oxen Free, best Life is Strange, Life is Strange, best ox- <laughs> Oxen Free?
2: <laughs> I don't think, I, the reason I disagree with that, good, and this was, yeah. I thought it was really interesting when we were talking about Oxen Free that you felt it was so similar to Life is Strange,
1: because
2: mm-hmm. I don't at all. Okay. Um, I see Oxenfree Free as a ghost story that deals with a bunch of human hardships. I see Life is Strange as a time travel science fiction fantasy that deals with more of the coming of age. So it's like coming of age to me is um, the secondary elements in Life is Strange, but the primary thing is the time travel and and the questions of control in life. Mm-hmm. I feel like Oxenfree is very much more direct. Like this is kind of, this is what it is, but there are these subtle other difficult things that you have to deal in life and it's rooted in a ghost story. Um I just felt I mean yes they had a lot of similarities because the the, the main characters are teenagers, they take place in the Pacific Northwest. And characters are female. And the main characters are female and you have to ask questions, but I think that at the heart of what the overall story and experience are, I think they're very different games. Um okay. like the time mechanics in Oxenfree are not a primary they're not a character in that game. Mm-hmm. They're 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 part of the, the narrative. Yeah. Um whereas in Life is Strange, time is such an important thing that it becomes a third character. Well,
1: I wasn't even thinking from the perspective of like the the science fiction or fantastical elements of both those games. I just thought from the perspective of the themes, the tones of like where those characters were in their lives seemed yeah. very parallel to me. Yeah.
2: Um I think I think Life is Strange is bigger. I think Life is Strange is more universal, and I think that's why the time like I think that having to make a choice to Kill your best friend, having to make a choice to like saying the right things to keep someone from jumping off a roof. These are these are kind of big picture things that it's like, we're dealing with domestic abuse and suicide and loss in a very uh, big way, but we're we're dealing with all of those as an element of choice. You don't have choice in Oxen Free because everything has already happened, right? Mm-hmm. Your brother has already died. Jonas's mother has already died. You as the as the player of this narrative are really only finding out and coming to terms with those things and working through them I and think working through them and you really never like. feel like there are any, any elements of bigger elements of choice. Whereas I think life is strange makes you feel like you, you are the awakening. It's an awakening and it's, it's, it's almost, it's more of like a superpower and it's, and it, and, and granted in the end it subverts all of that. But I think that, I think that's more of a port, an important distinction between.
1: Well things. then that's what I would pu- give, life is strange is best awakening because like the, from, from the part of you getting your powers, of you reestablishing this connection with your former best friend from the part where you're, you're revealing that there are evil people in the world from like the professor that kidnaps you and is killing people and things like that. I think that. Yeah. Like sure. you, you find out these things about the world.
2: I think it's the most empowering.
1: Okay. I, I think I, life I like is that. strange is the most empowering. I like that for sure. I would
2: prefer that. And that's, and that can be taken very broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that works well.
1: Uh, so oxenfree. I typed. I tried typing in most, and my autocorrect corrected it to not. <laughs> so it'd be not empowering. <laughs> not empowering. Oh.
5: Oxenfree for me, best piece of um Lovecraftian high school fanfic. Mm. I I, gotta, I think it's um I'm not most atmospheric. Mm.
1: I could see that.
2: Um, but I don't know if that's the the best. Mm. More so yeah. um, inside.
5: Um, best implement- implementation of conversation as a gameplay it's so a that's a words. mouthful yeah best
2: conversations um, best best interactive narrative yeah
0: okay cool I can think that. I think that your point about uh, Life is Strange being a very big story and Octomube being a very intimate story not that intimate but, that's a great word that's not that mm-hmm. not that Life is Strange doesn't have intimate moments I think that it's most shown through in how your choices affect the game There are choices, I feel like Oxenfree is very true to how, like, you make a lot of choices in conversations in real life that you don't understand how people are going to react, what's going to happen. And I feel like a lot of times in Oxenfree, you make things that shift the game. You didn't realize, shit to right? The game.
2: Whereas life is strange, everything freezes and it actually makes a noise. It's and like, you see the fork Dong! in the road, and then you have to like choose between these two, which really, I think, which I, is a great thing. And but I it's, think there's a place that, for it's both. The difference between mm-hmm. grand scale, but I think, I think, yeah, I just want to make sure, strange, that,
0: like, I think that for me personally too, I want to make this, you know, clear to, to everyone is that like I think I'm also drawn to just smaller stories like that.
1: uh could could oxen free be best interactions instead of interactive narrative because i feel like interactive narrative makes it sound like it, it interactions is a bit too wide okay well interactive narrative you could also classify life is strange or firewatch or the witcher 3 or witcher 3 is interactive. Right, right
0: right so i think that i think that oxen free i mean we don't have to rival them, but i think that oxen free i think that life That's is strange acting. takes what uh the telltale games have done and does it again but I think in terms of, if we're talking about interactive narrative as an interactive paradigm, I think that Oxenfree is the best example of that this year. Um, it's not necessarily comparing the stories. I'm saying it's, it's how you interact with the stories I find the most interesting. That's my, that's my two cents on that. Um, well, then I still feel like Interactions
5: every, covers that.
0: No, because it, it, the Best Interactions the, this year, you could say Superhot was it. Yeah, know, you, could say, you, could,
5: you could say Overwatch is an interaction.
0: Best oh. Interactions. Everyone wins. All right, interactive narrative. But we can, I mean, we can, or we can go back, we can take a step back and figure out, like, all right. But I think, this, I think that also mm-hmm.
2: hints at the fact that the game, I think by saying interactive narrative, you're also saying that there's limitations to that. Um, because the, some of the other games you mentioned, like, I think Firewatch is the thing that comes closest to that. But I think, like, Life is Strange has game elements in it. There are things that are beyond just, it's not just interactive narrative. It feels like, like there are game can. dynamics and mechanics that I don't think you have in Oxen Free. Um, and so I think that, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just classify Life is Strange as an interactive narrative. I think, I think there's more
1: to it. Um, I would say maybe best narrative mechanic, best, something with a way, if someone were to read best interactive narrative at a glance, it'd be like, oh, this is the best story.
0: But like, I also think that Oxfree is the best story. I agree with that. But I understand also saying, seeing why that's not true to what we're trying to do. Um.
2: Let's let's say let's we can leave it at best interactive narrative, but come back to it and decide if that's what we ultimately want to end on. All right. Um, inside.
4: Best understanding of the player. No, I think Overwatch is that too. Best best, best yes. dynamics
2: and mechanics. Mm. Which I hate because it it. Best game, <laughs> best boy.
5: I, th- um, I think. Best, in fewer words, best relationship between narrative and mechanics. Eh, Oxenfree does that. I best will synergy.
2: I will say having not played Gross. Witcher three, but having played every other game on this list. Um, I do think that, and I again, I have I can't speak to Witcher, Witcher three, and Witcher might be this, but. I do think Inside is the most buttoned-up totality of a game of anything else on this list. Best package, best,
0: sure. most best. most
1: streamlined.
2: But no, it's there, all, are,
0: there are chinks in the armor of The Witcher, without a doubt. I mean, it's an open world I, game. I think because obviously the same complaints against Mafia. Against- I think
2: this is a game that has stellar art direction and stellar mechanics and dynamics. And I know Dylan disagrees. I think that the narrative, because of its
1: ambiguity, is great. But I'll I'll concede that.
2: Um,
0: it's definitely the most...
1: Well, how would you say? Most streamlined, most consistent, most... Because how... You need to find a word that separates it from polish.
2: I think Inside's very aware of what best it is. Best
1: designed. I'll go with best design
2: Because that can apply to both the visuals and the mechanics and the dynamics. Works for me.
4: Mm.
2: No.
0: I mean, I just to me, to me, it, it Overwatch is like incredible. Like I, and I agree with that. That's that's that's, that's and I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying to just work through yeah. it in my head. I'm not. To me, like I just, I think Inside knows what it is and does that very well, and I don't know how to say that. Most aware. Like yeah, but like it's not. I just think it's like the most true. Like I feel like it's the most fucking like it's this is what I am like. That's and what that's what I, well. and that's what
2: I mean when I say like the most buttoned up experience. Like it's yeah. it's just. There isn't a single thing about it that isn't exactly what it is. Most what and it is, and that includes, like, I feel like and that that includes, includes the ambiguous narrative. Like it knows what no, it is. I,
0: I agree hundred percent with that. Like, I think most it's, self-aware, it's most.
2: But see that that Undertale could be that. Yeah, right? I know, I know. I think most it's the most what it is. <laughs> most like, individual, the most inside, best inside, best
1: inside, best outside.
2: But best inside kind of works because that's what we're saying, right? Is that it is a thing unto itself, and that they're very aware of what it is and how it does it.
0: I think it's the most independent game of the year. <laughs> but I like could take away Stardew Valley is one guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Undertale is one guy. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I was going to say Undertale, I could see.
0: But I think that, like, to what we're saying, what, it's getting to what that is. It's like, what is. I think Inside has the strongest point of view, but it's still some big. I think it has the strongest. I think inside's the best direction.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah. that works. Best direction
0: because that, be, that, that could be we, we, we could that could be. say hard direction. Know, that could be mechanics. That could there be, are things in, right. in Oxenfree where I'm like, all right, I don't need to walk up this fucking staircase. But like, there's right. not, there's no wasted time. No,
2: I think best direction. That's a good. Dirty yep. Valley, best rock crushing simulator. Twenty sixteen,
0: <laughs> game of the year. I, like I said that for every game we said. I'll anyway. let you boys. I'll let you boys
2: decide what you want to call.
1: Uh I said most heartwarming on my personal list. I thought that was Undertale. No, that was most cherished.
0: Double. Double. Dirigible.
1: Dirigible. Most <laughs> the most dirigible. <laughs> most Zeppelin. Um Most Geralt.
0: Most making <laughs> routine behavior interesting. Um, it's uh, most mundane. So okay. So here's 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 a thought. There's an insane amount of design that goes into making a game like that work. There's a lot of systems at play. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of what I like in games, where it's just you have all these constraints and all these rules, and you're making decisions constantly. So it's the best narrative decision game. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. But it makes me think along that of like it's it's a it's a really realized space um, best escape. I like that. I think that I want to go to Stardew Valley. I can get behind that. I think that Firewatch challenges you in a way that it's hard to escape to, even though it's about an escape from stuff.
1: I could play. I mean, to a certain extent, I could play Stardew Valley the same way I could. Myself playing aspects of World of Warcraft or Minecraft. Or totally. Like that. No, I started I Minecraft right Valley Minecraft. I think I started Valley Minecraft. Yeah, for sure. But I
0: think that that's, I think Escape, and you know, I mean, you could call it like your best secret fort. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's that kind of escape. It's, it's yeah, this, yeah. It's there's the, something it's meditative best about Best
2: escapism. Crushing rocks and chopping down trees that is very nice.
0: And it's just well, it's well done. It's well packaged up. It's got good music, got good characters. Did you hey, get
2: married? Fallout 4? No.
0: Fallout 4?
4: Best children.
2: Deepest gameplay or deepest game? I mean, Witcher might be no. It's Bethesda again. I don't know because I feel like with Fallout Four, there's some. But this is every Bethesda game too.
1: Yeah. What defines a Bethesda game? Like what? Because
2: for me, it's like stumbling upon these little things that like greed. Yes. Like terminals that have these stories on them that you're just like, what the. What the fuck is that? So when I say deepest, that's what I mean the there. Follow, um, the, what
0: Bethesda games do best and they do it in every single fucking game is that moment where you see you walk out of Cyrodiil, you walk out of the vault, you know, you it's the most expansive. Like it's it's it does this it I would have said which?
5: no see I would have said one of Bethesda games' strongest qualities is that is the most freedom for a power fantasy. I know that last know that term most is kind freeing. of. Mo- mo- actually,
0: uh, Fallout 4 might be the best power fantasy because you literally grab the fucking world by the balls. Yeah.
5: I would say like best deep
1: dive. Like because I mean, and I know we have different experiences with the Witcher, but personally I don't like I take a very directed approach with the Witcher. With Fallout 4, I can go Just off the, I and- can go off the beaten path if I want to.
0: Sure. No, actually, you know, and it's the most Fall of Four is about you doing this story. Like you have a character in Fall of Four, but it's you. It's mm-hmm. a surrogate for you. Yeah. In the Witcher, you're you, you are, are someone you else. You are not only are you someone else, but you are a third part of someone else in a series of the someone else. Um so I can I can I can see that. Deep dive?
1: Best deep dive? Is that you're saying? Or something.
0: I think deep dive I, is a little I weird. Really, I don't really know what that means. Most depth. No, I don't, I don't my only thing with depth is that like depth is you could argue that there's a ton of depth to the best free play. Most, individu- most freedom, most individualistic. That's closer. Like it's about your it's most cl- personal. I I
5: I still think we're all describing elements of a power fantasy.
4: Yeah,
1: but I feel like power fantasy like evokes like uh, the, a superhero
5: the, the, vibe. Like I, I mean, a, a, w- I mean, come on, you have a want to speak crushing su-
0: What Dan's talking about, like, the, the, the best, like it's the best stumble upon game. It's the best. Wandering game, it's the That's
5: best. That's fair, but games are, do do that. Like,
0: yeah. but other games do the thing where I accidentally come across the same um, thing. Best roaming.
5: Uh, I was about to make an ad- adventure like you, an arrow to the knee joke. Um, it's hard. It's hard. too. Too many words. Um,
0: best Boston, right, Dan? Yeah,
5: <laughs> confirmed.
1: Better than real Til, Boston. To let GTA Boston comes out. Um, most travelly.
0: Well, I mean, I, we can go back to depth. I just think that depth, Dan, what did you mean by depth?
2: Um, deepest dungeons. I mean that it's it's got uh, it's got a or maybe most breadth, most most because it's got a lot of stuff to discover.
0: I can see that more. I can see more, that too. Yeah, best most most. Yeah. It seems like which I mean, it's just broad. Whereas like there are games where like The Witcher, I feel like you get in the un- you get underneath the witcher in your way the haunches, you raven, find out a lot about raven, raven people you don't want to know um whereas i feel like what fallout is best i think fallout actually trips over itself when it tries to get too in too deep, deep yeah yeah you know but I, I think mean? the
2: breadth is like and that to that element of discovery
0: that, that and,
2: and freedom and all that kind of stuff i think the breadth
0: is
1: what
2: biggest
0: really breadth <gasps> sure. i'm just kidding most breadth best breadth
1: broadest broadest breadth
0: I I would argue it's that landmass is the most it's like the most interesting map. Most interesting map. I don't know. That's that's best like, some of UI. I'm... No, but Fallout I mean like 4. I mean like I think I've had the most fun wandering in Fallout. Yeah. I think that like Witcher Three's got a great world, but I think there's a lot of a lot of woods. Best roaming. It's, uh, but... The best game to get lost in.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: I think that speaks to a lot of things yeah, that does very well. I like that.
2: Yep. The, cool. be, the best game not to, Wait, do the, but <laughs> not to do the main quest line. <laughs> but how is that
0: different than escapism for Sturdy Valley? Because escapism is about the, your, 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 you escaping. About best
5: journey. Well, I mean, you know, because you're, you're getting physically lost in the game. You're intentionally not going on a journey. But it's also not the same as the internal um, escapism of, of making yourself lost escapism
2: for me is like okay i'm choosing to play a game to get away from my world, world yeah
5: whereas i
1: know like, I, I understand it but i'm yeah. saying
0: someone that just sees these words on a page but i think that my i think what we're saying is the first blush of escapism is very different than best game to get lost in yes okay to i guess i i can kind of see best game
2: it. best game to not do, best game to avoid the main narrative
0: <laughs> i think that's a good point too like Because I played like
2: 35 hours before I even did like the first. Exploration? Sure. Sure. Okay. That works.
0: An overwhelming yes.
2: Uh, That sounds absolutely perfectly okay.
1: Just like Fallout 4. (laughs) 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 All right. So we have Witcher 3 Wild Hunt for the award of Grandest Adventure. Overwatch for the award of Most Polish, Undertale for the award of Most Genuine, Firewatch for the award of Most Thought Provoking, Oxenfree for the award of Best Interactive Narrative, Pokemon Go for the award of Most Innovative, Life is Strange for the award of Most Empowering, Inside for the award of Best Direction, Stardew Valley for the award of Best Escapism, Fallout 4 for the award of Best Exploration.
5: The I, I have- two problem with on there are actually
1: um yeah i actually have my phone no problem
5: my, <laughs> I, I, I take things sorry this pardon. i take things yes um for, best exploration feels like i feel like it doesn't hit the nail on the head and best interactive narrative um i i think that's not getting at what we are specifically saying and and also um, discredits the other narratives on this list um, uh, yeah that was kind of my point um, yeah and i said
1: well, we go back to oxen free
5: um because I, I really want to say best use of, of conversation as a gameplay mechanic, but I'm trying to find a way to do that in like two words. Um,
1: I mean, that's why I said
5: best narrative mechanic. Best. The, I like that, actually. I'm sorry I didn't catch that earlier. Best narrative mechanic. Anyone?
2: I mean, I like it. I think it diminishes with all the other great things that Oxenfree
0: does.
5: That's fair.
2: The Oxenfree is a really great game. And I don't think. Best.
0: Hmm. I think Oxenfree is a really good game because it has really strong dialogue. So, so narrative mechanic
5: works best narrative as mechanic, and 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 I think all of us um, have have said that that uh, specific implementation of the narrative of the of the way you have a conversation is a defining component of
0: oxen free. Yeah, yeah, I'll
5: give it that. like or like the
0: what, what's the one we're talking about now? What's the term? Um, free is the what? Huh? What's the the
5: original, the original was best interactive narrative, and now we're thinking best narrative, narrative mechanic. mechanic.
0: But it. And maybe I just. I, I really like. That's eh, I mean, fine. I just feel like it's kind of like a. It's small. It's too that's small what for saying. what Oxenfree yeah. does well. Like, I I think Oxenfree has got some of the best dialogue of the year. I think Oxenfree's got one of the best arcs of the year. Well, that's why best, I say best narrative
1: sound design. Because I think that both strengthens how about the we narrative just, itself. How about
2: we go back to best atmosphere? That doesn't. Bridge over any of the other things we chose.
1: But does that talk to oxygen freeze treatment of of that?
2: I think part of the atmosphere is how that conversation feels natural.
1: Mason?
0: Mm, Yeah, I mean, I think Because then
2: that also takes into account the sound design, the score, the art direction, the the, the narrative elements itself,
0: the the, the influences of what it is. I I can.
2: Ghost story aspects. Most atmospheric? I don't know about most atmospheric. But best atmosphere,
1: okay, he's
0: a rapper,
2: yeah, he's coming to Richmond in February
0: is a mastermind
2: um, and then what was the other one?
5: last one, um best exploration for fallout yeah, that
2: best skyrim <laughs> best best uh best, best. post nuclear Skyrim,
4: best Todd Howard.
0: Did we say best wandering game?
1: Did that come out? Uh, we we talked about it, but I don't think we directly shot it down. Best wanderer, best adventure. Well, we have grandest adventure for. We do adventure have that, for. yeah. I think I that,
0: that adventure means there's like a beginning. Yeah, really, on that. yeah, you're
5: totally right there. Best post-nuclear settlement development. <laughs> best unnecessary gameplay mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> no I'm kidding.
2: Best side quest Cabot house.
1: Oh, that's why I would say. <laughs> Best journey because I feel like it's like much like where Witcher is an adventure, like you, like you're becoming yeah. someone. Best open world.
0: I I yeah I can what do that. Witcher three does well, I mean the Witcher three open world is good, but it's not the best part of it. But it, right. and if
2: we're saying about Witcher that it's about the adventure, meaning having a, a beginning, middle, and end, I think the opposite of that. It, it's
0: like it's yeah
2: it's an adventure rooted in an open world but the open world is not the primary thing
0: sure, I whereas agree. I think I'm, I think um, with Fallout
2: it's kind of the opposite I think I the agree. story is secondary to, to the, the open, open world,
0: world. And I think the Witcher actually uses its open world as just a, a, a device to take you to the different vignette like you go to Skellige Islands you go to the Novigrad you go to the like it's
1: a white orchard
0: very rarely are you trek Fallout, you're going ping ponging all around the place all the time whereas Witcher's like you're going
1: ping ponging in the ding-dang <laughs> all right, so Fallout 4 for best open world and then Oxenfree Free for Best Atmosphere. But we're just best gonna leave that
0: one. Because <laughs> atmosphere to me is like everything around, like you could say I, yeah. think the, yeah. I think inside's got a great atmosphere. That's true. Um
5: because I mean all these things are working together to create the story from the the atmosphere to the, the, the uh, best interactive story versus best interactive
2: narrative.
0: I really like the relationship between her and brother.
4: hmm Best writing. I think it's the best. Ri- I think it's. I think it's the most polished. Compared to writing. Firewatch.
1: I don't think so.
5: What do you? What would you say is the best writing? I would say Life is Strange.
0: I think that Life, Life is Strange might have a really strong arc, but I think that the dialogue is clumsy.
2: I think Life is Strange has a good plot, but the writing is significantly better.
0: It is hard to say but I think that it's hard I think also is like a
2: I like Life is Strange. I no yeah I'm, I, I'm and I'm not I'm not trying to be intentionally harsh on it. I just think that there are I think that the fact that it's made by a foreign studio shows because there I is agree. very unnatural writing in Life is Strange and there are things that are written into that that don't further the plot. Whereas I feel like in Oxenfree it feels it always feels very natural. They the way that things are, and, and writing and the voice acting
0: is a big part of that, too. Well, that's
1: but, why I wanted to say best interactions, because I feel like it's not just what they're saying, but the way you choose to say it. Like, right. the way...
0: I think it's hard, too, because I, I think that it's hard... Best I personal think, interactions? I think that Oxfrey also has the best writing of the year. Like, I think... You know, I think that it's consistent. It's, it's very... It, it hurdles forward at a pace that is... It Oxenfree is good because of the writing. I think Life is Strange has a good plot, but I think Life is Strange is good for other reasons too, for hitting this tone, hitting this thing.
1: I Alex said best personal interactions, which I,
0: I like. I, I, I like that. Yeah. I think that also speaks to the dialogue mechanic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I can get behind that. All right. Best personal interactions. For action-free, best open world, Fallout Four. Honorable mentions.
5: We get one or two.
1: Just um, two, one. On. Uh, I was... Alright, mine's easy. I'm going to put Tomb of the Mask because I feel like it's very surprising.
0: I'm going to play Tomb of the Mask over the break. I'm going to... Is it on Android? I feel like Probably. it is. I think it's I'll cross i be very platform. surprised is. I'm if it sure isn't. you'll come over and i play on your phone. But if I came back, I'm like, guys, we got to do this all over again. Tomb of the Mask is the best game <laughs> ever. Oh. Oh.
5: <laughs> I put $200 Tomb in Tomb of the Mask. I've got one. Uh, My honorable mention is Helldivers because... Fuck you, Dan. You walked in my line of fire.
0: It's on my it was on my list for honorable mentions. That's funny. I think that I think that the night we played Helldivers is one of my favorite gaming memories of the year, but only because Dan turned to Alex and was like, "Your nickname is Oops." <laughs> that was my favorite thing. It was so good. He
5: walked in my line of fire. I Alex, stand by you this shot point.
0: Everyone, yeah.
5: I shot you, you on purpose. We purposely didn't tell Alex that there were grenades because <laughs> you'd just be lobbing
2: them freely. Um my honorable mention is tilt brush. Um just because I think it showed me what this new medium is capable of and made me really excited for the future and having a career in, in VR. Yay. Mason. Said super hot
4: earlier. Mm. Sorry.
0: I'm now I'm thinking hard. I think super yeah, I'll, I'll give you super. I think super hot and Kentucky Route Zero, but super hot is um I think that you guys will gain, I think, in terms of the way that I think Tilt Brush changed how I look at the way you can do things. Superhot does that both on a gameplay standpoint and a narrative way. Mm-hmm. I don't, the, it's not a groundbreaking story. I think it's just saying things in a groundbreaking way. Does that make sense? Um, and I think it's worth. And it's short. It's five hours. So, I mean, you guys can all get on board. I think you need to get Superhot VR and we'll just hack the Oculus thing out because you can do, yeah, it, yeah. You can do that Yeah, we got figure mm-hmm. that out. All right, but I so, heard it's good. So, one, once it's more. Different, though. It's a whole different game.
1: Yeah. Let's hear it Witcher 3 for grandest adventure. Overwatch for most polished. Undertale for most genuine. Firewatch for most thought provoking. Oxenfree for best personal interactions. Pokemon Go for best atmosphere. Life is strange for most Wait, empowering. Pokemon Go best atmosphere? Oops. I accidentally copied that. Sorry. Most innovative. Most innovative. <laughs> it's hard to use sheets. God, that atmosphere when
0: you're out there. God said Pokemon find a dead bodies. <laughs> Dylan's really positive about the world. Like,
1: I this atmosphere. Most atmosphere for Pokemon Go. Life is strange. Most empowering. Inside, best direction.
0: You Say it again. Wait. Say Pokemon What's Go. Pokemon Go?
1: Most innovative. You, go. Oh, okay. you said most atmosphere. You said most atmosphere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we have a recording of it. It's late, yep. guys.
1: <laughs> I'm tired. We're running we're, 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 we're we're, out of steam. Yeah. Inside for best direction. Stardew Valley for best escapism. Fallout Four for best open world. Honorable mentions: Mason for Super Hot. Dylan for Tomb of the Mask, Dan for Tilt Brush, Alex for Helldivers. Thank you guys. We're we
2: picking a game of the year. Pokemon Go. <laughs> All
3: right, we <laughs> said it. We don't have to. <laughs> I, just, I just, thought no, that was. No. Okay, we'll be
5: cool. we here for a, a very long time. But I think we can. Okay, so I think it's to, Firewatch, but I, actually, I would. You know what? I would say Firewatch too.
2: I think like the Ward Podcast Game of the Year, but
0: I think that. What is interesting about the War podcast is that it is so much about the our perspectives on this stuff that yep. it's so hard to pick. The fact that we even have ten games, and I, I feel really good about the ten games as a yeah, reflection of oh, us. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, for sure. That clearly the game of the year is Stardew Valley. So like, we can just wrap it up right yeah, there. Just, yeah, just yeah. It's click, 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 not click. <laughs> Kellyan- and, uh, them boys. you gotta stop. But I think that Firewatch is something that impacted the podcast perhaps bigger than any game on this list. Um, I think it's
2: telling that it was the only one that was on all four of
0: us. I think it's a good point. I think that I think that we, Firewatch gets a strong recommendation from the Ward Podcast. Dylan, would you agree with that for Firewatch? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And I and I would recommend yeah. Firewatch to literally anyone. Yep, and mm-hmm. more so than probably any game on the list. Yep.
2: Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, go team. Go.
0: We're not done.
1: Oh God. oh God. Uh, I made a little something for the podcast for the end of the year. Hold on, let me get in. Um. Dylan's laptop, guys. Yeah, it's just my laptop. Here you go. It's uh, a little thank you. Um, I kind of went back through all the podcasts this year and uh, picked out something special. Um, I think I want to thank you all for doing this with us this whole year. I think it made. I think Dan and Alex made this an awesome experience doing this every week. Um, and Mason, I want to thank you for for doing this. This experience, Ward with me um but i want to show you something but uh i'm gonna play a little something and i'll play it right now
0: i love both great i love i love wally i love the wolf among us i love that aspect of that game so much i I, love uh, good and he's really i love hancock i love him. that whole sequence i love yeah. firefly uh, i was love citadel yeah i love when games do that i love alpha yeah. vertical see i love that though i love Forge. like i love watching movies that i love i love the onua uh, yeah, I, I think he loves. does hellboy oh, i love dizzy ladies i love that yeah you, you did you loved your Esther. I love Catcher in the Rye. Like, I fucking love Catcher in the Rye. And I love Fable 1. I love it! I love Handsome Jack. I love the music they use, I love the- I love that game. I I love the art direction in the game. game. Um, I love that ramp. I love saber. but... Nick is a Scent and I
2: love Nick. Uh, I love Deacon. I love, rock? Rock. I oh, I love a- that comic awesome. series. I love Rock.
0: I love Looper. I love that. I love Guacamole. I loved it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I... I still love Phil Fish. I love that. I agree, yeah. yeah. I loved yeah. the sequence where it was like, bro, bro, bro. Yeah. I love as a character, though. I love the way the Bastion um, I love Annie Chamber. I love the Firewatch soundtrack. You just put the down, it cut. I love that. I love, and I love... A negasonic Negasonic teenage warhead (laughs) i love i love Blade trinity i loved loved it when i was 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 a kid i love lost in the day sarah loved it in x-men legends i loved but i love tacos i love borderlands okay so no no i love that part yeah i love what you're talking i know what you're talking about i thought that was awesome yeah and like i i love dave out growing up and i still i'm still like i love wrestling i love the scorpion (laughs) king i love Splunky. And I love the Stalker series. I love Dying in Shadow of Mortar. Like, I love that about you. I love New Order. I love Far Cry Blood Dragon. And I love that game. I love Shadow Complex. What? I love Dig Dug. VHS Artifact. I love that. I love that. Oh, I love me some Dishonored. I just fucking love this game, alright? I love the comic. I love Helens. My little brothers love that game. I love Kerbal. I love Car Life. I love that book. I love the Sabotage music video for the Beastie Boys, which he directed. I love Halo 3. I love The Wicker Man. I love The Hobbit book. I love Robots. I love Robots. I love that feature. I love Tony Hawk, though. I love Animal Crossing. I love... Fable 1 and Fable 2. Tim loves Fable 3. I love Michael J. Fox. I loved it. Evan loves Roller Tycoon. I love Comic-Con. I'm just kidding, I love all that stuff. And I love, I like. I love Tracer. Yeah. I love the DMR, like Evan loves that game. I love them. I love First Club. I love Wolver I love the Wolverine. I love, I mean, and I love the rated R cut of that, or the not rated cut. I love the Allegheny. I love that that boathouse is really nice. I love it. I love it. I love that though. Oh, I love Mass Effect 1 so much. I love Metroid Fusion. I love the first Metroid, though. Super Metroid, or not the first, Super Metroid. I love anime. Yeah, I love Bajak. I I loved playing through it, but I don't look back at it. the narrative with such fondness. I love the Dead Space series. I, lo- I love all the heroes. I love it. I love Zoltan. I love... I love... uh I like Dandelion. Dandelion's cool. I love that whole sequence. I really loved playing The Last of Us. And I really love watching Uncharted 4. I love that. I love research. Oh my god, I love Titanfall. And I love Monster Hunter. Like, I fucking love Monster Hunter. I love, love chess. I love this. I love Symmetra. I love Blood Money. I love Soul Calibur too. I loved, I loved Burnout Paradise. I love Azure. And I love Link to the Past, and I love Link Between Worlds. I love Nuts and Bolts. I love the battlegrounds And WoW, they were fun. I love that. Oh, I love it. I love Gorons. I love it. I love Titan Quest. Cause he loves The Witcher. He loves Fallout. He loves Rainbow Six Siege. I love the way Enter the Gungeon looks. Oh, I love it. I think it's- And I love the overlays when you're in Incognita. I love the tactical overlay. And I love that when you hit Q or E to like rotate the camera. Evan loves that game. Evan loved them. I love that though. I love Livorn. I love the art direction. I was playing uh, X Men Legends, which is a game that I really loved. I love them both. I love Andy Potts. I love seeing movies in theaters. I love the Blues Brothers. I loved the show growing up. Brock is the horniest motherfucker in the world. Like, and I loved it when I was growing up. I love the industrial design of the 2ds. I love it. I love the way it looks. And I like. I love. Like, I love Jalopnik. I love that. I love. And and stories that I love. I love Juno. I love Little Miss Sunshine. I love like, love it. Oh my God. I love it. I didn't even know that was going to be. I love, I love Torchlight. Torchlight. I just, I love the soundtrack in the first game. I love the look of it and I love Guild Wars. I love the super show. I loved it, but I mean, like I'm not, I love, I love airports. I love airplanes. I'm all, I just hate traveling. I love that. I love Man though. I love that game. I love cheese. I love nuclear Throne. I love those noises oh i love the music in that game though yes. i love gauntlet i loved it when it when it came out it was it was amazing i just love the world and then like it's it's so well no i i, I love it i thought it was i thought it was great i loved vasquez i loved every scene with vasquez it was amazing i love him as bruce wayne oh i love drive i love i love that i love the rock i love, love the rock i love when we're all in the same room I also love the fact that none of us are wearing clothes. I love Bloomberg's site, though. I love this website. Sarah loves The Room. I love Far Cry. I love him. I love Scary Games, though. I love that, but I love Diners, Drivers, and Dives, so everything's okay. I love every little animation in that game. They're so good. I love the iPhone 4 design. I love the forehead. I love Westerns. I love Westerns. I love that movie. I love Harry Haribo Gummy when for No Working Out. I love Turok. Dan and Alex love them. I love that. Oh, Tommy. I love Tommy. I I love I love all of them. I love it. I love Love it. I love that game. I love Mario Sunshine. I love mgs I love that. Gunvolt? I have no idea what that game is, but I've always just loved that name. I love the name Mass Effect. And in Fallout 3, I loved it. Oh, this is sweet. I love this. But no, I love the geth. I loved it. And I loved that the dad had that unique art headpiece. Like I love in Fallout is it Fallout 3 with the Greg vault? We just show up and it's a bunch of clones of Greg. I love that. I love horde mode. I love it. I think it's great. I love weddings are fun. I love Blockbuster. I love his walk segments. I love it. I love the way that he vaults. I love Treasure Planet. I love Oh, I love when games do that. I like game I love games. I love the world that Destiny exists in. From an art direction standpoint, I love I love Brave New World i love jeff daniels hey i'm not tim loves it's so good it's i love it i love that i love that i love games like that though that come out and you're just like this is cool i love his character model i love the way it moves i love but i love the tone of alan Wake. i love firewatch i love 3ds love NBS love them love them i love kanye west i love and you love shadow complex metroid games that are i love all of you equally but dylan just a little more and i love i love both those games I. This is really dumb. I love the noise that the radio makes when you cue it on. I love my family. I love The Cure. I love his character design. How he's like a shittily made robot. I love that. I love the sheriff in Megaton. I love the teleport animation though. I love that. Yeah. I love adding the physicality to it. And that's the real future of VR. I love the theme song. I have it on my phone. I love the Washington Post. I love stuff like that. And I do love that, like the terminal stories, like I love love that stuff and I feel like I love little moments like that. I love that. I loved it. And like, like, no, I love that in Resident Evil. I love Blink. I also love that all the sprites dance and I love Mario Kart 8. I love that stuff. God, I love Christmas Vacation. The movie's fucked and I love it. I love Blue Harvest. I love it. And I love that. I love when Batman is this thing that he has to battle with. I love bad movies. I loved, I thought Spider-Man 1 and 2. I think Spider-Man 2 is like one of the better Superman movies. I love The Ultimates, though. I love that movie. Aw, I love, Fake Plastic Trees is like, I fucking love DMX. I want to just get into this because I I really love this and like, and I love Super Mario World. I love it. Yes, Mason. Mason loves it. Let's acknowledge. I love that thing, man. I love it. Which I love No More Heroes. I love the demo. I thought it was sweet. I love that. Like, I like. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. But I love Chow Gardens. I love it. I love that take on his figure.
4: This is about love.
0: Thank you, Dylan.
1: Uh, so, for account. <laughs> Uh, I did thirty three episodes, which was a total of fifty seven hours and fourteen minutes and forty four seconds. There were three hundred ten counts of love for Mason ones that i that I recorded um that's an average of nine point three nine loves per episode and an average episode length of an hour and forty four minutes that's Mason saying he loves something every eleven minutes. I love that.
5: <laughs> I- I
0: like liking there, things, man.
5: You, I... you give me the file of Mason saying it was something generic, like oh, that's "I love a... tacos." I love tacos. I, Ooh, I love my favorite man. one. Ooh, that's that was good. My favorite one. Like, I, I tacos. love tacos. Or that's awesome. I love that. I want that as my text tone whenever he texts me. Yeah, I like, I, I like the one where he goes, "Oh, I love drive." I do love <laughs> drive?
1: I do love dude, drive. I fucking love that movie. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're good. sport back because I was really scared how that was
5: going. Oh, out. oh, dude, oh that, that's scared.
0: awesome. Listen, if if you record, it's better than you recording me going like. <laughs> We're like I was <laughs> scared about. Like oh, like, my there are a lot
5: paws. of there are a lot of things that that a lot of inappropriate things that could have been. No, that was pretty. It could like, have been pretty,
0: like the whole, you know, is Chris yeah. No, I was going Chris Daughtry I mean, you yeah, know, I think, I think there's, I. I mean I'm going home. Would uh, fuck you. <laughs> 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 I think um, one thing that's really in- important to me is that it is. I think as creators, we're hypercritical and I am too. And I mean, I, you've seen me talk about things. I mean, like mm-hmm. other people's work in our school. And I, I think that one thing that I've been told a lot is that I am uh, enthusiastic. Um, but I do think it's it's really important. And I, and I make a point, I, you know, if I ever could meet anyone that I love the stuff they make, like, I think it's, I loved your VR case study stuff. Like that's and I, I love it from a place of, like, I do. And I thought, I, to, I raved to you drunkenly for six hours Wednesday night about how much I thought your shit was fucking, like, just, it was dope, man. And, like, you know, and as much as, you know, I think all the production stuff you do in the podcast is fucking, it's it's awesome. Like, it is it is is important and it, you, you guys care about things that I don't in a way that I, I just, I know I don't think that way. Um so I just like I love loving things, man. I love you, Mason. So, <laughs> 2017, the year to, to stay stoked. I, I'm never not gonna be. Yeah.
5: All you need is love.
1: <laughs> 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 all you need is love. I don't love any of you.
5: All you need is love. No, stop. No, love. No, no, no. Love is all you need. Stop. Oh,
1: love God. is all you need. <laughs> See you guys in
2: twenty seventeen.
5: You better close out to that.